93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday. It is March 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a shooter armed with two assault rifles and a handgun killed three students and three staff members at a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee on Monday morning, authorities said. The suspect, identified by police as 28-year-old Audrey Hale of Nashville, had a detailed map of Covent School, a school where uh, for students in preschool through sixth grade, uh, and shot through the door to gain entry to the school, police said. Police have since released surveillance video from inside the school showing Hale getting in and walking around the school. The video was posted on the department's Twitter page. The children were identified by Nashville police as Evelyn Dykos, a uh, Hallie Shrugs, and William Kinney, all nine years old. The slain adults were identified as 61-year-old Cynthia Peake, 60-year-old Mike Hill, and 60-year-old Catherine Kuntz, who was the head of the school. Peake was a substitute teacher, and Hill was a custodian, according to investigators. The suspect was shot and killed by authorities <clears throat> in a lobby area on the second floor of the school roughly 14 minutes after the 9 one call was placed. Nashville Police Chief John Drake said that the student was a female that identified as transgender but didn't immediately provide more details. A, uh, a police spokesperson later told ABC News the shooter was assigned female at birth but pointed to a social media account linked to the shooter that included the use of the pronouns he and him. Drake also said authorities believe the suspect was a former student. Uh, no, one was who, no one who was shot survived, officials said. The suspect was armed with at least two assault type rifles and a handgun. At least two of those weapons were purchased legally, investigators said. The school has about 209 students and about 40 to 50 staff members. President Joe Biden called the shooting a family's worst nightmare. The president once again urged Congress to pass an assault weapons ban, saying it's about time that we begin to make more some more progress. First Lady Jill Biden on Monday said, I am truly without words. Our children deserve better. The Philadelphia Water Department is confident the tap water from the Baxter Drinking Water Treatment Plant will remain safe to drink and use at least through 3.30 today, March 28th, following a chemical spill in Bucks County. 8,100 to 12,000 gallons of water-based latex finishing solution spilled from a Bristol Township chemical facility on Friday. Crews have been testing the water around the clock. To date, results have shown no contamination in Philadelphia's waters from the chemical spill, according to officials. So when the update hit yesterday, uh, my wife and I were in the same room and then every any device that we had that could would get started this going started off. going <laughs> off it was just crazy Mike Carroll, Deputy Managing Director of the city's Office of Transportation Infrastructure and Sustainability, said Monday evening that any spill conditions would last no later than Thursday, and we may be able to say by Wednesday night it has completely passed the city's treatment plan. Are you guys, um, do, do you find this messaging a little bit confusing? Because I know that it was for my mother, uh, that she thought she couldn't drink the water until 3.30 uh, tomorrow. Or no. today. Uh, and no, the no they're saying it's safe yeah. until 3.30. I know. But that's what I know. But my mother, on the other hand, did not understand Wait a second. That. Were you yeah. telling her that to keep her away from the water? No. <laughs> no. But, no. Well, I, yeah. but the reason is because we're not used to warnings like this. Like yes. They, they, this released, it takes time for it to get into where it's going to be in a danger zone. So, therefore, it's okay until now. Usually, it's wait, don't do anything exactly. until after this. Exactly. Time. That's the way the warning the usually comes. So. Stay away from it. Not like you can. Right. Yeah. Also, it doesn't affect her, right? Your house. Uh, we don't know. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it still confused her. Yeah. but yeah. And when she turns on the news, it's, you know, it's 
It's her backyard. It might as well be her backyard. Right. So. A Coast Guard official said 60,000 gal- 60, gallons of contaminated water had been collected from the Delaware. Now, city leaders in Philadelphia reiterated Monday that the tap water is safe to use following the chemical spill, but their reassurance uh, has not been enough to ease the concerns of residents who rushed to the stores to stock up on bottled water. On Sunday, Philadelphia residents were recommended to buy bottled water as a precaution, but officials later stressed that the water was safe to drink. Your tap water is and remains safe, said Mike Carroll. Uh, it is safe to drink and use your tap water to cook with, to brush your teeth, to bathe in, at least until Tuesday at 3.30. That should have cleared it up, Case. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew, President, yeah, the right. new Smokey and the Bandit would involve water? Yeah, right. <laughs> Instead of beer, right. the trucking across water. <laughs> I was at a grocery store in King of Prussia yesterday, and there was no water really? on the shelves anywhere. Yeah. yeah, and all the bottled, all the distilled, all the purified, every single bottle of available water was gone. Did How about see- sparkling? Uh, there was sparkling. Okay. Yes, and there you were filters. Shower you shower and sparkle. I would love to shower and sparkle. Yeah. yeah. You ever get that in your eyes? Uh, no. Like, uh, or have a champagne toast and have the champagne spread in your I eyes? I have not, but I know that they started putting goggles in the locker room. Yeah, because yeah, it hurts so <laughs> it much. It really hurts, yeah. yeah. There was a BJ's over in Jersey somewhere where the line was, like, out the door because they still had cases of water, so people were just lining yeah. up to go buy it. Uh, the reassurance from Philadelphia leaders and health officials hasn't been enough to stop residents from panic buying cases of bottled water. If only you could convert toilet paper to water, we'd be set because mm-hmm. now we have loads of that. <laughs> right. Uh, some even crossed the Delaware River into New Jersey suburbs to clean out the big box stores and supermarkets. Philadelphia will provide another update on the condition and safety of the city's water supply later today. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers lost their third straight game, falling to the Nuggets 116-111 to last night in Denver. What the f*** is this? Nikola Jokic posted his 29th triple-double of the season in a game Joel Embiid sat out uh, with a sore right calf. Jokic scored 25 points, pulled down 17 rebounds, and added 12 assists. The Sixers are back at home tomorrow night with a game against the Dallas Mavericks. Tip-off is scheduled for 7.30. It's Pearl Jam night tonight at the Flyers game. The team, who has won three straight games, will face the Montreal Canadiens. The puck will scrap will drop at 7 o'clock. Yesterday, the team announced that Dave will retire as chairman of the Flyers' parent company, Comcast Spectacore, and be replaced by Dan Hilferty. Hilferty, who was recently named CEO of Comcast Spectacore, will see Scott as chairman of the company on April 17th and as the franchise's governor on July 1st. Scott joined Comcast Spectacore in December of 2013, and the Flyers have struggled since then. They will miss the playoffs for the third straight season and haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1975. And in spring training, the Phillies beat the Blue Jays 5-2 yesterday afternoon. They play them again today for their last spring training game. The first pitch for this afternoon's game in Clearwater is scheduled for 12:05, and then the regular season begins on Thursday afternoon with a game in Texas against the Rangers. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. We got some stuff for you today, friends. Kath mentioned the Flyers. We have a game tonight. It's Pearl Jam night. We have a suite. Yes. And we have more tickets to give away for that this very evening. So I think we have two separate pairs that we're going to give away uh, today for your chance to join us uh, tonight at the game, which is going to be great. And uh, there's a cover band, or not a cover band, a tribute band. Yes. A Pearl Jam tribute band because it's Pearl Jam night uh, in celebration of their 10 sellouts. 
Uh, and there's a special flyers, uh, grit man, stick man shirt, and all kinds of stuff. So uh, get yourself ready because we will have your opportunity to win those sweet passes as the morning goes on. We also have a Tattoos Day today, so your chance to win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. You can get started on that text word tattoo yep. to 39333, and we'll get a winner by the end of the program. And Jersey Mike's is coming by today. Nice. I assume they're bringing some giveaways. Yes, they are. All right, very yes. good. So we'll have a chance to win some stuff from them. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, with Jersey Mike's, 100%. Uh, of their proceeds are going to go to Alex's Lemonade Stand for their month of giving. Which That's is awesome. awesome. So the, yeah. Rad, the Radner location is supplying us with some uh, sandwiches this morning, and we will give away some gift cards. The details on what those amounts are a little bit later on. And we also have a guest on this morning, uh, Cola Bikini, who plays Isaac on Ted Lasso. <laughs> I love him. We'll be joining us. He's the captain of the team. And uh, so we'll check in with him uh, a little bit after 9 o'clock this morning. We have a great Word of the Week prize, by the way, to give away. It's a, a winter season pass set up for Montage Mountain with all kinds of really cool stuff included in that. So, we have those things and more. Excellent. To get into through the course of the morning. Let us take a break. Return in a second. Stupid question, entertainment news, and that stuff is on the way when we get back. So, hang out. Why don't you? Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to ask a stupid question this morning, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets for the Metallica 72 Seasons Worldwide Listening Party. And uh, it's going to be in theaters on Thursday, April 13th. It'll be the first to hear the new Metallica album in its entirety the day before the release. So, the question is, this is interesting. Uh, I did not know this. What? Okay, so the Tina... In Tina Fey, yeah, is short for what name? Oh yeah, huh. like her name is not Tina. It's a, it's a different name, and, but Tina is in there. So let's see if you know that. Two one five two six three WMMR. Oh, color me enlightened because I had no idea. <laughs> okay. I just saw this. All right, two one five two six three WMMR. The Tina in Tina Fey actually is short for what? We'll mention birthdays today, uh, being the twenty eighth day of March. It is. Lady Gaga's birthday. Uh, Gaga is 37 years old today. Playing a Harley Quinn? Yeah, and not that she she definitely doesn't look older than 37, but she seems older than that because she's... She's an old spirit. We've been talking about her for a long time, and also her association with, like, Tony Bennett and all that stuff kind of made her, it seems like an old soul. That's actually, of all the things, that's what made me um, say, okay, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. She's so caring and has been so wonderful with him and embraces that music. And by the way, she is... Phenomenally talented as a musician. She may not be exactly my style, yeah. a lot of it, but uh, she's undeniably super talented. I knew she had a, a a solid voice, obviously, as a pop singer, but where I really saw how great a singer she was was in uh, Starsborn. Preston, mm-hmm. when she yeah. sings uh, Shiloh. Shiloh. Oh, my God. In yeah. the Shiloh. It makes me weep. <laughs> 
It's actually shallow. What? Oh, is it? Yes, no, it is. It, it is, is not. Nick told me otherwise. <laughs> uh, but that whole movie, uh, she uh, everything she sings in that, you're like, wow, okay, real, sh- real deal. The song for uh, Top Gun Maverick, yes. which she was nominated for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she's uh, she's very good. Happy thirty seventh birthday today! Uh, it's Reba McIntyre's birthday today. As I well. love Reba McIntyre. <laughs> I used to work uh, at a radio station. We had a, we had a sister station of a country station. A gal would work there, and she would always say Reba. Reba. <laughs> when she say, "I know where get some music from Reba." Um, I know obviously who she is. I I couldn't name you one Reba McIntyre song off the top of my head right now. Me either. I did by okay. title. I don't know. Don't and go I, I... tickling my taint with whiskey on your breath. <laughs> don't go tickling my taint with whiskey, whiskey on, on your, your breath. breath. I remember that one. How's that go again? Oh. Don't go tickling my taint with whiskey on your breath. But I like like. No, she's uh, she's considered royalty in country music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you walk down the hallway, uh, there are several gold records by uh, Reba McIntyre hanging up in the hallway outside of uh, Raz's office. Yes, yeah. so you swing by, you can get a, get yourself a title. All right, so here you go. Uh, Does he love you? These are some of the songs. I'm a survivor. Consider me. Good. Whoever's in New England. Yeah, you lie. Uh, fa- no, I don't know anything. If it will do it live. Uh, there you go. All yeah, right, no, we'll yeah. do it live. Written by Bill O'Reilly, but yeah, performed by Reva McIntyre, of course. I will do it live! <laughs> <laughs> I can't read it. There are no words on there, it. There are no words on it. Yeah, she took a whole... Oh, she wow. actually did a rock, uh, a country opera based on that. <laughs> I'll write it. You write, what I can't I read it. There's no There's no words on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Reba is 68 today. Uh, it's Vince Vaughn's birthday today. What do you do with him? Motorboat? You play the motorboat? God. You motorboat and son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. Where is she? She's still in the house? I oh. prefer Parker's version of that. Uh, that was pretty awesome uh-huh. when we did uh, Toddler Theater yep. and he did that line. Uh, so, obviously, Wedding Crashers, Big Prim, Swingers, Old School. You know, I never saw Swingers. No? Never saw. Oh, swingers yeah. is yeah, good. Sure. It's yeah. a lot of people have lavished. We know certain people who have adopted it as a lifestyle. <laughs> well, that, and that yeah. guy probably ruined it for you, Press. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. That's one of my favorite yeah. movies, but I can totally understand why you guys feel the way you do about it. Yeah, I need to see it sometime. <laughs> there, there is a part in it, Nick, that I love because we played a lot of that uh, hockey game. Uh, uh, Sega oh, yeah, hockey. NHL 93, yeah. Yeah, and there was, there was just this one move. It was a wraparound goal that, like... <laughs> It was unstoppable. If you could get that wraparound, yeah. you scored every single time. Uh, so he turns 53 today. Uh, Diane Weist, oh. who's been in so yeah. many great she's great throughout the years uh, in Parenthood. Uh, she's the one that has the troubled daughter, and they find <laughs> I love when they, they find her dildo. Her dildo. Yeah. <laughs> If the lights go on, they think they found a flashlight and the lights come on. He's sitting there holding the dildo. She's the mom in Footloose. She's the mom in Footloose. Uh, The birdcage. She's the mother of the daughter in that. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, She's wonderful. You know what scene in uh, Parenthood is really touching is when she has that conversation with Keanu Reeves about fatherhood. And Keanu gives a great performance. And then at the end of that, he just like kind of snaps out of this trance and like walks away. And and she's looking like, oh my God, he's... He's right. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of, when, when he kind of shakes and you hear his, like, his jowl shake. Yeah. It's like, you're like, oh, hold it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Guys, any of you guys watch uh, Mary Kingstown yet? Uh, no. She, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, she's really good at it. She's the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that, she is. But, like, she also, like, so here's the, she always plays this sweet woman. And she is sweet in that show, but, but man, the, yeah, she the, has a mean side, too, where you're like, oh, okay. Man, she's a really good actress, man. Yeah. 75 today. Uh, Julia Stiles has yes. her birthday. I always liked her. Me, too. 
I thought she was attractive. What was that? Tenders I Hate About You, was that? Yes, which is a a riff on uh, Shakespeare and then Save the Last Dance, right? Yes, that's right. Oh, that's right. She's a dancer. Yes. I thought she was a singer. singer. (laughs) Here we go. No, she She was was a dancer. dancer. Jinx, oh my God. Who's me? Preston. Jinx. Oh my God. And the Bourne movies. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So she is 42 today. Uh, Brett Ratner, who is the director of the Rush Hour movies, X-Men The Last Stand, and Red Dragon, to name a few. He was on the precipice of being Me Too'd out of the industry and and somehow course-corrected. I don't know how that happened. Were charges dropped? I don't remember what happened. I don't even know, but I know that there there were a lot of accusations that he was uh, kind of not, uh, you know, playing by the rules. With men? Women. Women, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he is 54, and then the last birthday I saw this morning is Shanna Mochler, uh, beauty queen, ex-wife of Blink-182's Travis Barker, who is now obviously in the Kardashian crew. Right, right. Yep. Uh, but uh, Shanna and he did that. Was that... Um, Welcome aboard. Was that contentious between those two? I forgot. Oh, Let me check the yeah. data banks on our master computer, Preston. I'll find that information <laughs> for you in a second. <laughs> computer, search Shannon Mochler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Okay. All right. It got contentious. It also says she's a whore. Oh. oh. <laughs> that must be a glitch in the system. She's got the daughter Alabama, right? Is she the one... I've forgotten the names of all the state yeah. and cities uh, that children have. Yeah, Alabama was a 15-year-old uh, girl who was oh, like, getting real slutty on um, Instagram and stuff like that. I think uh, they, okay. pulled, they they jumped in and pulled that back because that was, yeah, she's all... We thought she was in her 30s uh-huh. when she was posting. Plug it into the computer and see oh. if that's, uh, there's any information on that. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't deliver that information right now. It's setting up our defense system against an asteroid belt. <laughs> We'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, thank you from the gender sphere, by the way, uh, Captain Caitlin. Uh, so Shanna is forty-eight for duty. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, Tina and Tina Fey is actually short for something else. What is that? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number, and we will go to Gina to see if we can get the answer. Hi, Gina. Good morning. Gina, we're asking you about Tina. So, uh, what, what is it? Uh, what is it short for, please? Uh, Stamatina. Stamatina. Yeah, I've never heard of that name. Is that Greek? Yeah. Hang on a second, Gina. That's her middle name, right? Yes. Oh, really? Her so, first name is Rocky. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Rocky Stamatina <laughs> Faye. <laughs> uh, no, it's Elizabeth Stamatina Faye, and I uh. guess. When maybe picking a stage name, she, or maybe she grew up, people calling her Tina. I don't really know. But it's sometimes when uh, a stage name comes into play, you might take a, a form of your middle name or use your middle name, and, yeah. and maybe she did that. Just a juxtaposition. So we're going to give her a pair of tickets for the Metallica 72 Seasons Worldwide Listening Party, and it's coming to theaters nationwide one night only, Thursday, April 13th. You can be the first to hear the new Metallica album in its entirety the day before release. Played on the big screen with full surround sound and featuring introductions from the band for every song. For tickets and a list of participating theaters, you can visit Metallica.film. I have a few stories to run by you. A New Mexico judge denied Santa Fe's district attorney to take on the case of Alec Baldwin. Uh, The slow-moving case will examine, obviously, Baldwin's involvement in the death of cinematographer uh, Hale... uh 
Helena. How, what, I can't say the name. Helena Hutchins. Yes. Helena. <laughs> uh, Variety reports that this is the second prosecutor to be dismissed from the involuntary manslaughter case as uh, the pickings are slim within the county's district attorney's office. Uh, yeah, and, and the initial, one of the initial charges that he was levied against him was actually would have been retroactive, uh, which would have made it illegal for them to charge him with that crime, the gun right. crime, yeah. Yep, so that drama uh, yeah, continues. Yeah, and it's going to go on forever. More courtroom drama. Now, this shouldn't go on forever. Um, the man claiming Gwyneth Paltrow ran into him on a ski slope seven years ago took the stand on Monday. We have some clips, oh. I believe. Yes. Uh, after the Hollywood star and lifestyle influencer's testimony... In what is expected to be an eight-day trial. We have two different clips. So Paltrow had told the Utah jury unequivocally Friday that Terry Sanderson collided with her from behind on the slope at Deer Valley Resort in Park City, Utah. Sanderson, a retired optometrist, initially sued her for more than $3 million in damages. Uh, an amount later reduced to 300000 Paltrow countersued for $1 in attorney's fees. Um, Sanderson, who described himself as a careful and frequent skier, described the incident as he recalled it, including seeing signs warning skiers to slow down. Does he touch on that in this clip? Uh, uh, well, yeah. So he talks about the, the hearing her scream okay. and uh, getting h- the collision. Let's do that. Here we go. This is what he had to say about uh, get the uh, scream. I just remember everything was great. And then I heard something I've never heard at the ski resort. And that was a blood curdling scream. Just, I can't do it. It was, it was like somebody was out of control and going to hit a tree and was going to die. And then, boom, that's what I had until I was hit. All right. A ski instructor who was um, there, I guess, with Paltrow observed her being hit by him. All right. Uh, before we go to that, he had said, he continued on to say, I got hit in the back so hard. And right at my shoulder blades, it felt like it was perfectly centered. The fists and the poles were right there at my shoulder blades. Serious, serious smack. I've never been hit that hard. He said the impact sent him flying, and that all he saw was snow as he went out of control. And the last thing he remembered, he said, uh, was uh, thinking that he would protect his face and head. Mm. When his attorney asked if things in his life had changed following the accident, he replied mm. in the affirmative, uh, saying, I'm like living another life now, he said. Uh, all right, so here is the ski instructor yes. and saying what he saw. Mel Skier took her out from behind. I didn't see it, but heard her scream as she went down. I skied directly to her. The man was behind her. Uh, both were in discomfort. During lunch, uh, she uh, talked to being stiff and sore. All right, so what did he say at the He's beginning there? He's basically saying that what his assessment was, he was behind her, the man you just heard testifying before, yeah. the plaintiff in the case, so he was behind her after the collision. Right, afterwards, but what did he say at the beginning here? Wait, I'm going to hear that again. Male skier took her out from behind. No skier male, took her out. Male, male skier. Yeah. Okay, so, so I'm he's, like, wait, that doesn't make sense. He's okay. reading back from his own deposition right after okay. the accident right. occurred. But Got he also it. said he didn't see the collision. He right. just saw the aftermath. Okay. He, he did see Iron Man, though. Wow. Um, and he's, he, he recognized her from the film. Okay. Uh, so the the optometrist said that uh, he can't ski anymore as a result of the injuries, which he said included four broken ribs and a concussion. Uh, earlier testimony had also focused on Sanderson's health, 
Witnesses included his doctor and his daughters. They've testified about his medical problems, including brain injury symptoms and broken bones. Uh, attorneys are trying to establish whether Sanderson or Paltrow was uphill at the time of the crash. A point of ski etiquette that will also determine who is liable for the accident. They also had a CGI recreation of the accident with the characters being portrayed by Mario Kart characters. Which oh. was kind of weird. <laughs> well, it's uh, yeah. informative and entertaining yeah, 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 yeah. at the same time. The audience loved it. Was she Princess Pe- I assume. <laughs> you would imagine, right? So uh, her attorneys, by the way, are expected to call her children Moses and Apple and now husband Brad Falchuk later in in the trial. Right. There will be more to this on and, the way. And this was like years ago, right? It was. Yeah. 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 And is it just taken this long or did yes. it just file? That, uh, filing, counterfiling. If you okay. want to gum something up in the legal system yeah. and you have a crack legal team, you can well, do it. He initially sued for $3 million, so I don't know when that claim was initially filed. That was in 2019. Okay. And then there was the countersuit, which is what Steve was alluding to, and all she's suing for in the countersuit is uh, $1 plus uh, legal fees. Right. And I, this all happened in 2016. Correct. Yeah. 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 So a year later, he, I guess he filed suit filed. and then. No, three years later. Three years. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Three years later. And then it's been continuing on. You know, I, I, uh, I rear ended this woman one time and oh, Steve, I, I was, I was going, oh man, did I? It was my regular Saturday night thing, really. Yeah. But you're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> we, 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 uh, in a car, we, Here, here's the, here's the reality of everything. We were both at a stop sign. Oh. She false stopped. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then I bumped her. Okay. The problem was I had already, my front bumper was already like half off from a previous uh, <laughs> right. thing. So when this woman got out right. and assessed the damage, she thought the collision she was. Thought, oh, and then she got back in her car. And then when she, when we moved up to get out of the way, she was, then she gets back out of her car and she's limping and grabbing her neck and, and she had to get taken away by an ambulance. I'm like, you effing bitch. Oh, you lying whore. And like, so, like, seriously. Like, you I, I lying was, whore. But what didn't work in her favor was that. Uh, Defendant called uh, her a lying whore. Yeah. Well, so, so like this doctor, this Terry Sanderson, I think, yeah. I, I, I don't believe a word that, you know, he's saying. Uh, you know, and I, well, that's I, the I charge wasn't of the, there. I know. But I've been on the receiving end of this. I've right. been on the receiving end of somebody seeing dollar signs, and that's just ridiculous. Yeah. There are people yeah. that do that all the time, yeah. and they're scum. You yeah. know, who, listen, there are people who are legitimately injured. So it's part of the deal. Right, it's up well, to the court to decide. I, I know that's a, a big uh, story and a big legal matter, but I have serious news to pass along. What? Oh, no. What? As the drama dies down from the from uh, TikTok's dissection of Haley Bieber's history with Selena Gomez, yeah. Haley is displaying another public low-key show of support for Selena over the weekend, the model liked Selena's throwback Instagram wow. of herself oh with platinum hair and a bikini. Yep. It happened. That really happened. That's a mind blower. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. reality. I'm wow. sorry. You may want to plug it in the computer uh, to do a... Uh, computer, uh, establish communications with Haley. <laughs> take a few minutes. All right, we'll get back to us on that. So, both women follow each other on Instagram, uh, now following their statements on Friday in which they had asked fans to stop harassing Haley. Uh, Haley has liked Instagrams of Selena a couple of times before, but this is the first time Haley has liked one of Selena's, <laughs> on Selena's page directly. There you go. That's it. That's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> Do you think that celebrities, or people of a certain status, will hover yes. over that like button and go, hell yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you know what will happen if I touch this? Because it will be reported on. 
Preston, yeah. they're just like us. They're just, just like, like us. So look <laughs> at the picture that Haley Bieber posted of this. Uh, this wow. is no, no that's yeah, Selena. That's Selena. Oh, that's Selena. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a throwback. Oh, throwback girl. Yep, it's Wait. a throwback of her and with Schley Platinum Queen platinum hair and a print bikini, as stated in the uh, in Schley. the play. Yeah. Uh, on Friday, yes. Just wait so, until she comments on something, because then oh, that's oh, I know. Then, yeah. crazy. On Friday, both women revealed that they had been talking privately about the viral Selena Haley discourse on social media. Mm. Fans have uh, had been pouring through Haley's treatment of Selena uh, throughout the years, with some accusing Haley of being a mean girl. Don't want to be a mean girl. Haley, of course, is uh, married to Justin Bieber, Selena's ex-boyfriend, whom she dated on and off for eight years. Now, Selena shared her statement first, asking fans to stop harassing Haley. Stop it! She said, Haley Bieber reached out to me and let me know that she has been receiving death threats and such hateful negativity. This isn't what I stand for. No one should have uh, to experience hate or bullying. I've always advocated for kindness and really want this all to stop. Uh, Haley followed up her own remarks, expressing her gratitude for Selena speaking out. She went on to explain that everyone, including herself, could stand to be more careful with what they say and post online. She's right. She is right. She said, I want to thank Selena for speaking out as her... as her and I have uh, been discussing the last few weeks how to move past this ongoing narrative between her and I. They're right. Uh, she said, right. the last few weeks have been very hard for everyone involved. And millions of people are seeing so much hate around this, yeah. which is extremely harmful. Uh, while social media is an incredible, incredible way to connect and build community, moments like this uh, only create extreme division instead of bringing people together. You, you know, know what? They're right. They're yeah, right. right. Mark Summers right. had a good beat on this. Yeah. Shut the f*** up! Uh, no, it's actually a good positive message to pass along. It's just funny that a like, a single like, oh, has created a uh, you know, you know, such buzz yeah. in the world. So It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, by the way, uh, somebody texted in, and uh, are, are they talking about uh, the Tattoo Day, Nick? Uh, no, no, this one right here. They're just they're. they're oh, oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. It says better. Yeah, this text says I thought about ending it today, mm. but the news about Haley and Selena has given me the strength <laughs> to keep fighting, yep. and that's why we report it that's because wow. it, it, because it's an ultimate good. Oh yep. my, it's God. like Schindler's you List. Yes. Shut the f- up. <laughs> In summation, I always just think of Josh Groban lowering the microphone and walking off stage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. right. Shut the f*** up! All right, uh, I have a clip to play in conjunction with uh, this next story. Justine Bateman is opening up about why she is embracing aging and avoiding using Botox, fillers, or other types of injections. Uh, The 57-year-old filmmaker was featured in a 60 Minutes Australia episode about women over 50 who are uh, welcoming growing older. She was asked if she has ever considered turning cosmetic procedures to slow down aging. Uh, Bateman uh, said she acknowledged that it is tempting to look in the mirror and imagine getting a facelift or another operation uh, that removed wrinkles and extra skin. But she said, sure, you can do all of that um, before stretching her face to show how different she would look. And uh, then she said, I would feel like I erased not only my authority that I have now, but also I like feeling that I'm a different person now than I was when I was 20. And she said, I like looking in the mirror and seeing that evidence. So we have a clip of yes. her talking about this. Right. Uh, here we go. Well, when you say, is there beauty in aging, aren't you really saying, do you think it's possible for other people to find aging beautiful? And like, I just don't give it. And 
I think I look rad. I think my face represents who I am. Uh, so she thinks she looks rad. She looks rad. Yeah. I give her all the credit in the world for that because initially, <laughs> and I'd seen pictures, and they were clearly getting the worst pictures they could find of her to sell the story. You know, this is before we were very aware of how clickbait is used to manipulate yeah, yeah, yeah. us. And I'm like, oh, my God. But then you see her normally conversing. She just simply looks like a woman d- who is aging. I think she still looks cute. She looks fine. Yeah. You- well, how about red? No. Uh, well, no. I kind of hope she brings the word rad back. Yeah. She I like the word rad. Well, yeah, I agree, Kathy. It's just a little odd when you haven't seen somebody at all in the spotlight for a right. while, and then you see them age, and Steve, I think about Bridget Fonda, yes. who essentially has stopped acting, and then you see paparazzi photos of her, which are obviously not at all flattering, but they are jarring in part just because you haven't seen her in 15 It's part years. of the deal. Mm-hmm. I was f- with, uh, uh, God, I was with friends over the weekend, and both of my best friends do this to me because they both get Botox, but we were talking about, you know, getting, like, these laser facials right. and all these things that people do, and the Botox and the filler and all this, and everyone, you know, was kind of touting about, like, well, I don't get filler. You know, I, I get Botox, but I don't get filler. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, there's just, like, wrinkles. My my friend leans over to me, and she, Nick, come over here. She goes, she goes you just need Botox right here. And so oh, she starts start stretching your forehead out. My forehead where I need it. And she's like the nicest, sweetest person ever. You would not expect her to do it. And oh, I this just, is going to require some work. I, I just started laughing. Yeah. I'm like, get your hands off me. Here's <laughs> 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 what you do. Put your hair it. into a ponytail <laughs> and we'll attach a kettlebell to it. Right. Well, when they give you Botox, they like mark it on your face <laughs> and like so and so she was like showing me what I would look like if I had Botox. There's, in my there's listen, you know, I think you there's some stuff that's been popping up recently about that and about issues concerning filler and Botox that are alarming. You know, so uh, age like Justine Bateman. Yes. Rad. Right. Radley. You'll be rad. so rad. Like, yeah, Who's well, that rad girl on your show? I think my wrinkles look rad, so back <laughs> they off. Give you, they give you character. <laughs> the rad wrinkles. Yeah, rad a, wrinkles. That's a good name for band or something. <laughs> All right. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is taking pen to paper and will publish her first novel in September. Uh, the actress, 19 years old now, who reportedly turned down a massive payday for a Stranger Things spinoff, looked comfortable in a pink T-shirt and a puppy print as she announced the news in a video on social media this past Friday. She's wearing a pink T-shirt with a puppy print? That's what it says. Wow. Uh, she said, hi, everyone, it's Millie, and I'm thrilled to be announcing my debut novel, 19 Steps, which will be publishing on 12th of September. Shut 20- the- 23. I think she is just adorable. She's totes adorable. I love her. May I say she's red? Yeah, she's yeah. very red. Uh, 19 Steps is a history novel about a courageous 18-year-old woman called Nellie Morris who lives with her family in Bethnal Green in London's East End while the Second World War rages on, rages on around him. And uh, it, it has something to do with the family. So when a tragic accident occurs during an air raid one night, the consequences are catastrophic and life will never be the same again for Nellie. Uh, she said, writing 19 Steps has been really special a special project for me. Uh, the story is inspired by true events and my own family history. Mm-hmm. She explained while showing a photo of herself and her grandmother. Well, there you go. Uh, she said, inspired by my nanny Ruth, this book is very personal and close to my heart. I grew up listening to the stories about her time through the war, and I'm honored to keep the story alive. So Millie's grandmother survived, and I didn't know this story, the Bethnal Green Tube Disaster, an incident responsible for the largest single loss of civilian life in the U.K. during World War II. And what happened was 173 people, mostly women and children, were crushed 
as Londoners were trying to get into the tube station during an air raid. Right, oh, right. Man. Jesus. So, I, I remember that now, yeah. That's a story I've never heard told before. Wow. So, uh, and it comes, uh, her, her family was involved in that. So, good for her, man. She's a, she's a smart kid, man. Uh, let's see. A legal expert told People Magazine that Reese Witherspoon and Jim Toth's amicable divorce... Uh, will also end in financial civility as the couple sorted out a financially savvy plan for their upcoming uncoupling before things got rocky. Uh, Witherspoon's net worth is nearly $430 million. showing up today, I'll be handling your divorce. <laughs> I don't think, think keep everything macable and skyable. So things did get rocky. Uh, so, yeah, her net worth is nearly $430 million. Uh, the two will stand. I'm a big fan of Legally Blonde. Uh, the two. Can you show us the bend and snap? Yeah, yeah. That? <laughs> ben, that's how you get a man. Uh, the two. You will, it to Jennifer Coolidge. We'll uh, still have to iron out details. Coolidge. I love the way Rocky says his L's. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, details around uh, some of their intangible assets. Uh, what is this guy? What was this guy's um, deal before? Was he an actor or director? He invented the Falcon Punch, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, so some of the intangible assets include uh, cryptocurrency or NFTs. You're thinking of Gwyneth's husband case. That's that's Falchuk. Oh, what's this guy's name? Jim Toff. Toff. <laughs> Why is Gwyneth Paltrow's husband punching uh, Breeze Ritherspoon in the vagina? Mm. He was an I actor. He's an actor. Well, we, we will address that. He's from Pennsylvania. Second oh, and then I like him. Aliquipa? Never heard of it. But that's okay. Where from. Yeah. Aliquipa. Uh-huh. Wow. He's an actor, producer, best known it's for... Spanish queef. According to Jim, oh, and stand up to cancer. Well, there you go. Hello. <laughs> Ole. <laughs> uh, all right, so a couple other quick things. Um, uh, some pretty cool MCU news. Uh, Captain America New World Order, the fourth film in the Captain America series, continues to stack its roster. And we've now learned that Liv Tyler will return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as scientist Betty Ross, reprising the role. She first played in 2008's The Incredible Hulk. Uh, Anthony Mackie will lead the project to Sam Wilson, the new Captain America. Liv Tyler was the love interest. Ed Norton. Right, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, She's a brilliant scientist who played a key role in the transformation of Bruce Banner into the Hulk. But she has since been absent from the MCU. Uh, Her return is notable after a decade and a half, uh, though it's not yet clear how large of a role uh, the character of Ross will have in the film, which has been building up a long call sheet that includes returning characters from several MCU projects, specifically... Tyler's uh, Ross arrives in Captain America New World Order as one of several returning uh, from the Incredible Hulk character uh, you know run. What? So that movie, got, uh, listen, that is not a bad movie. It's just in, in, in light of some of the other movies that followed it, mm-hmm. it, it pales a little bit by comparison. But it's a solid movie. So she will be joined by her fellow Incredible Hulk star, Tim Blake Nelson. Yes. Uh, and he will be playing the leader uh, said to be the film's main villain, which is great because in that movie, that's one of the things they left hanging. Yeah. Right. And you're like, okay, they never did anything with that character. Remember, he started to change a little bit. Yeah. 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 And, on the and table. It was, uh, the, the stuff was dropping on his forehead. Right, right. Uh, so, um, and the leader has this really tall forehead thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's going to happen. When does Secret Invasion come out? It's a couple of years. Really? Yeah, that's my understanding. Oh, crap. I thought it was like soon. I don't know. They, they, they've they delayed a lot of this stuff. They're trying to slow down the process so they're not 
Uh, they're not trying to crowd as many projects into mm-hmm. one calendar year. Uh, also returning will be the character of Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, but this time it will be played by Harrison Ford in place of the late William Hurt. In addition to uh, New World Order, features the return of two characters from the Disney Plus series, The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Carl Lumbry, Lumbly, I'm sorry, is set to play Isaiah Bradley, the main, uh, the man originally experimented on by the United States government in the course of developing su- the Super Soldier Serum. Did you watch that series? Uh, was it uh, Falcon and the... Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah, I loved it. Uh, so he will be joined by Danny Ramirez as Wilson's brother-in-arms, Joaquin Torres. And finally arriving as a newcomer to the MCU is Shira Haas of unorthodox fame, who is slated to portray the Israeli superhero Sabra. So mm. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, sounds good to me. So uh, we'll see that stuff when it uh, comes out. Also, to uh, answer your question, Casey, Secret Invasion is uh, June of this year. Oh, good. yeah. Why did I think it was later? Well, because there are 12 million projects coming out. So yeah, it's probably hard to keep it. track of all of them. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we can segue over to the clips now. Comic-Con was seemingly the perfect place to promote Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. And then this clip actor, Hugh Grant, talks about his experience promoting the film. There was only one person at that convention who really loved me. And he was dressed for the whole three days as a hot dog. And he <laughs> followed me wherever I went. I couldn't shake him. Do you remember the hot dog? I, was, I still have nightmares about him. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> Uh, so, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves is in theaters this Friday. It's getting really good reviews. The Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. So, I'm I'm probably going to see this in the theaters. Love it. Next clip. Here we go. Extra Palations is a new show where the effects of climate... extrapolations. Oh, extra Palations. Extrapolations. Hey, extrapolations. <laughs> Uh, it's a new show where the uh, effects of climate change have become embedded into our everyday lives. And in this clip, actor Michael Gandolfini. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Gandolfini. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> talks about the reality of the project. Here we go. I think there's a lot of anger and a lot of pain that comes with this. You know, not being able to think about the future in, in any way that, you know, it, it's a very different time to be thinking about can we even bring a kid into this world and is that moral, right? So I think there's a lot of pain. Uh, <laughs> I started watching this, by the way. What do you think? Uh, I, I'm enjoying it. It's, I mean, it's really, uh, it's scary. I mean, because it's like, it's based on reality and and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I... So you were scared? I, I was uh, scared, but I haven't seen his character yet. I'm only like an episode and a half in right now. Oh, and like Sienna, Yeah, Sienna Miller's in it and... Uh, so, but it's also supposed to take place over a couple of different timelines. All right. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I think pr- it's pretty riveting. Okay. All right. Far. So thumbs up from you. Yeah. On right. extrapolations. Uh, or extrapolations. <laughs> I think is what I yeah, said. Yeah, All right. So there you go. That is the entertainment report for now. We have a lot happening today. We're going to have actor, uh, Cola Bikini on. He plays Isaac on Ted Lasso. He's going to be checking in. <laughs> On the 9 o'clock hour, we have tickets in a suite tonight for the Flyers game. How about that? Pretty sweet deal, and it's Pearl Jam night, so uh, you'll have the opportunity to grab that. Some of us will be in that suite this very evening. Uh, We're going to have some stuff from Jersey Mike's to give away, and, uh, man, we have a lot to get to. So let us take a break. Uh, When we return, we'll just uh, dive into it all ahead first, so hang out with us on this drive-in this morning. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Ghost. 
Lincoln Park. Party. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Uh, 95 southbound. (laughs) Press is putting lipstick on his face. No, I I spilled coffee all over my shirt. (laughs) And so I have a stain stick. I I appreciate the stain stick. It just looked like you were rubbing your nipples. Well, I can do that too. (laughs) It was right around my nipples. It was. 95 southbound jams (laughs) from Cotman through to Bridge. Northbound side from Bridge to Cotman. Route 1 out in Bucks County. Northbound at the Pennsylvania Turnpike. An accident in the left lane. You're jammed back to Bridge Street. Volume building on the Blue Route. Northbound 95 to McDade Boulevard. Southbound from Ridge Pike to the school. Media bypass to Baltimore Pike, and then on the media bypass northbound between Baltimore Pike and 252, they've got the right lane closed. They're doing deck repair in New Jersey. 55 northbound heavy Deptford to 42, 42 north heavy 41 to 295. This traffic report brought to you by Macy's. Join Macy's and Girls Incorporated to empower a new generation of leaders when you donate online or in store all throughout March. Give back today during Women's History Month at Macy's.com/purpose. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. This is my Awesome <laughs> Mitchell and Ness. Um, yeah, flyers shirt. Looks uh, great. You know, Three quarter sleeve, which I <clears throat> love. Yeah, and uh, I actually did it when we were doing the news, and you guys didn't see it. I spilled coffee. This mug, I <laughs> yeah. love it, but I'm, it's horrible. It's horrible. No. And I spilled all over down my left side, and I don't want this. All right, I'm going to give you a tip. Do you, do you have another T-shirt here that you could put on? If you you need to soak water all the way through it, and then do what you're doing right now. Well, I'm, I've started already. No, it's okay. Mm. I mean, you, you can. It There's doesn't a whole hurt bunch to of shirts there, Preston. You know what I got for you, Preston? Is the uh, the gritty shirt, the gritty stickman oh, shirt. That could be cool. Do you have so a large one of those? I do, Steve. I got one for you as well. <laughs> can you have one? Yeah. Thank you, man. Um, let me, it let just... me finish this. Hold All on. right, I'm almost Wait, done. But go ahead, Preston. Get my iron. Okay. <laughs> no, if you soak, I just got soy sauce out of Jace's white sweatshirt. If you soak water all the way through to the other side, which is a thin shirt you have on, uh, it's going to help um, with what you, and, and then do what you're doing. Kathy's advising you on a way to clean something. I, know. I would <laughs> listen to it. Listen. And I, I'm also I just don't want it to stain on you. Casey, you I want to, uh, yeah, sure. I want to advise you on something else. Um, right. You got to retire that cup. I, 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 know, I know. What you is the cup again? Explain what it is, because it's this. This uh, it's oh. a wonderful cup, but it's impossible to drink out of. It's a coffee mug that I got. I'm almost done here. Okay. Uh, coffee wow, mug it's a lot. That I got. I told you it went all down my side. Um, I got it for my birthday because I because I like to switch out my coffee mugs here. Right. And it is. It's from Yellow Submarines from the Beatles. It's a blue meanie. Okay. <laughs> but it's number one. It's the size of a soup bowl. Right. And number two, it's got the Blue Meanie character's head over here. And so when I try to drink it, it, like, hits my eye. Glasses. So I have to turn it the oh. other way, and it's just weirdly shaped, and I spilled it all over. There's, there's like, nine different things going on. I'm, I'm, I'm actually buying shirts from Nick over here. Yeah. Uh, I'm in New Jersey myself. <laughs> Kathy's <laughs> conducting a class on cleaning laundry, and you're rubbing your nipples. Getting stains out. Yeah. I'm going to see, Kath, before I go soaking this in water, Yeah, if this works, if this alone works. Do, do, do tight sticks work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, do yeah. They? they do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. because I tried I, one I keep... once and it did not. Oh, you may not have been doing it correctly. Well, and like I, was, I said uh... before with the water, you got to soak it all the way through. Like, look at what Preston's doing. It's like, You don't just kind of like rub it on the surface. You have to get it wet and soak it okay. through to the all other right. side where because the, the stain's on the back, too. 
It's a great shirt. You know, I, so I lost my, uh, uh, there was a, a um, it was the Winter Classic uh, hoodie. Oh, oh, I love yeah. that hoodie. I love that hoodie. Yeah. I don't know where it went. Uh, I almost put that on today, Steve, uh, yeah. because we're going to the game tonight, but I put my, my Pearl Jam sweatshirt on instead because it's Pearl Jam night at the at the Flyers game. Oh, so Steve, bitch. I know, right? But I do like this uh, Grit Man Stick Man shirt. It's great. Yeah. Actually, do more of these. Yeah. So Wait, what you may so- not have been doing right with the stick, Steve, is you have to push down on it and the liquid comes out. Uh, you know what I did? I remember right. I, I inserted it like a supply. Oh, no. Yeah. Really oh, I do anything. I don't do that. And also, I, I'm looking at my shirt and going, the stain's still there. <laughs> um, also, what I love is that uh, Nick got dressed for the 7 p.m. game tonight uh-huh. at 4.15 <laughs> this morning when he woke up. Like, if it was Marissa and I, that's like a whole different outfit after work when you get home yes. and get ready yeah. to go to the Flyers game. You got to pick out your sweatshirt. <laughs> you got you to you put your stink in it to get it ready for the game. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So, anyhow, sorry sorry about that. I had to, right. But I need to take care of it or was gonna, I don't want it to permanently stink because I love this shirt. Yeah. Okay, so you know what else stains besides coffee? Food does. Oh, yes. And I have a story here. I have an article with some very interesting things about food. Oh, is this a connoisseur? And not, not really. really. It's more like the historian. Uh, yeah, it's more like that. No, historian. I don't like historian. I like or connoisseurian. Connoisseurian or uh, the historian. So. Well, Casey's making it the connoisseur with the music. Yeah. Um, no, man. I, I get really bored with the historian. It's only because I... Um, right, so, so so take it to a new place. Yeah. What do you mean you get bored with the historian? I, it's a, to me, it's a boring... <laughs> it's like Kathy with um well, with space stuff. I, I get so bored with historian. I'm so sorry. But wait a minute. I pick all kinds of different subjects. They just happen to be from years past. I know. I, it's just... You uh, don't like old news? I don't like old news. Is it because you feel like you're going to school? I feel like I'm going to school. <laughs> You know, you might as well put on a uh, dress shirt with short <laughs> sleeves that's like like brown tan. Some bad memories, man. Did you not like social studies? I had one teacher that like who just, oh my god, it you was got big muscles for a little boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It was I'm like, gonna teach you all about the history of making love. It was straight out of a movie. He was so boring. This guy, uh, yeah, and so that's that's. It brings I always me had back to that good history teacher. I had one I, good history that excited teacher. me about history. I had one good history teacher, Mr. Falkmer. Yeah, I had the best. one of my favorite teachers was a social studies teacher, but I still hated social studies. You yeah. know when I, you know when I actually liked social studies is when my kids were in middle school and I started reading about things like Constantinople and yeah. I'm like. Well, this is really interesting. You didn't, you didn't have to get graded on it. Exactly. And then you didn't feel the onus of really having to retain the information. Then yeah. you did it out of pure love of history. I'm like, Mesopotamia, those people were smart, man. <laughs> I bet you know the history of the Tide Stick, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I'm not really, but... But uh, history of food here, Preston? All right. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. We'll Listen, see. we're going to debunk some things you have long thought about, some of your favorite foods. Now excited? Okay, all right. All right, so all right. 10 popular dishes that are not from where you think they're from. Uh-huh. Oh, all right. Like so, like a Mexican food dish that you think's from Mexico, but it's not. Precisely. Like spaghetti gotcha. being from China, right? No, but spaghetti and meatballs is in this. Oh, Yo, right. Don't right. don't harsh his buzz here, man. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. All right, we're going to start with uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, Are you a fettuccine Alfredo fan? Most definitely. Okay, I don't have it that often, but my God, is it tasty? Do you I like, like a, it? A good piping hot cup of fettuccine Alfredo in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's okay for me. It's a little um, it's a little heavy. Oh, okay. All right. So while it was, uh, it does originate from Italy. It was not. It was not brought to America in the wave of Italian immigrants in the early 1900s. It was invented in 1914 by Alfredo 
De La Leo, hey! a restaurant owner in Rome, and the simple dish of freshly made pasta with butter and Parmesan cheese was created for his wife, who had terrible nausea caused by pregnancy, and it became hugely popular. This is where it, it, it picked up. Became hugely popular, hugely, <laughs> um, <laughs> after Hollywood stars Douglas Fairbanks and Mary Pickford oh. traveled to Italy in 1920 on their honeymoon. Do you want a, a fun fact related to that couple? Okay. They started United Artists. Oh. All right. Well, they were known as one of the biggest stars in the silent movie era, and Fairbanks is a founding member of uh, the Academy, which the Motion Picture Academy, and uh, he hosted the first Academy Awards. Uh, the pair who met at a party in 1916 were so impressed with the delicious dish, they asked for the recipe to bring back to the U.S. No. And as a thank you, the couple sent a, zo- a solid gold spoon and fork engraved with the words, To Alfredo, the uh-huh. king of the noodles. <laughs> To the restaurant owner. I'm king of the noodles. Uh, reporters. You will give me a hand job. Reporters. <laughs> what? Reporters wrote about the gesture, and many more of Hollywood's elite actors made subsequent visits to Rome to the restaurant, which added more pictures of famous faces on the walls. It's kind of like, you know, Pat's. Absolutely. And, They've uh, got to go have uh, the, uh, the fettuccine Alfredo. Uh, Alfredo later decided to retire in 1943. I've had enough of this crap. Handed the reins to his son, Armando. Oh, look, Dustin Diamond. Who would then use the name Alfredo II. Rest in peace. Or Alfredo the Second. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Forgot about that. I will remember you. The emotional connection comes from Dustin uh, Diamond. Dustin Diamond. By the way, Alfredo II sold it three years later to two waiters and opened a new restaurant with a woman who played a tootie. To his father <laughs> with Alfredo, and where's, where Alfredo served his famous pasta to President John F. Kennedy in 1963. Yeah, uh, the restaurant is still in the family. I'm going t- to give you the Pasta Congressional Medal of Honor. Uh, it's actually made out of pasta. <laughs> Uh, it's still in the family today and is being run by Armando's children, uh, his son, Alfredo III, and daughter, Inez. So, do, is it possible oh. to have a, a trademark or something, you know, in other words, right. on, a, on a dish like that? I don't really know. I don't know. I don't really know. All right. How about this one? Corned beef. Yeah. And that's what you think of, right? Yeah. Immediately. Ireland. No. What? What? Many may what? be surprised. What? That uh, it is not authentically Irish. What? 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 Before the 19th 19th century wave of Irish immigration to the U.S., most of them did not consume corned beef. We would always assume that was a a favorite of uh, Ireland. And wait till you hear how corned beef is made and why it's called corned beef. Get ready, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> cattle had been expensive in Ireland and were important for dairy production and farming, so they weren't... My favorite, don't tell anybody this, but we've been using poop. Okay. <laughs> no! <laughs> Got a whole restaurant full of people eating it right now. 
Uh, cattle were expensive in Ireland. They were they were important for uh, dairy production and farming. Yes. So they weren't slaughtered for food. They needed to use them. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, pork was the preferred meat in the country. Poor pigs. Uh, Ireland began exporting cattle in Britain when it invaded until the Cattle Act of 1963 and 67 made it, uh, not 19, 1663 and 1667. Made it, Cadillacs back then? It made it illegal to send living cattle to the country. Oh, cattle, cattle Act. Not Cadillac. <laughs> cattle. The <laughs> Cattle Act. I didn't realize there was a 1600 version of Cadillac. Did you think I Cadillac? said Cadillac? Oh, he did. Yeah. I heard what you said. <laughs> but I heard it, too. I knew it was said They got the thing called the Cadillac. Okay. All right. I got you. I'm listening. Uh, uh, so. I love history. Here is, how do you guys, well, how do you guys think it got the name corned beef? Corned beef. Yes. Corned beef. Corned beef. Corned. Corned. Don't say it until it becomes satiated. You don't want to... Corned? The, you don't want the word to lose meaning. Corned. Okay. Maybe we're... Corned? No. Corned. <laughs> For Christ's sake, just take a guess. Oh. All right. Is corn involved? No. Thank you. Oh, all right. That's a guess, but no. <laughs> no. Too obvious. Yeah. Yes. Be- uh, because there was the no corn involved. Yeah. And they wanted to keep it a secret. No. I have no idea. Okay. Nothing's coming to mind. Hmm. Enterprising Brits came up with the process of corning. Corning. Uh, which, corn? Which entailed dry curing beef using corn, corn kerneled sized chunks of salt. Oh. Meaning it lasted longer before I, I would, it rotted. So they would never, use the salt, uh-huh. it would cure it. But the size of the salt, uh, you know, chunks were... Right. That's they said they must have looked at it and gone, Well, that looks like corn. corn. That looks like hard. 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 Look yeah. at that. Hard. What's uh, that corning where? Is it it's corn a, involved expensive with that type of I think the town. Okay, yeah, cool. corning. Corning. Yeah. So this was then supplied to the British, French, and other countries. However, many Irish people could not afford it and survived on a diet of potatoes instead. But for some reason, and I don't have the origin of how, it became a more traditional Irish dish after that. But it didn't come from there. That's interesting. You know, it's, to me, then, it's sort of like the difference between regular table salt and, say, like, kosher salt. Kosher, mm-hmm. kosher salt tends to be larger, correct? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so the then a lot of uh, meat and things were stored in salt to keep it um, viable. Yep. You know, so it wouldn't run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. Right. I did not know. I, I'm not a massive fan oh of corned beef and cabbage. Wait, at the, at uh, the Phil's game. Uh, when we were there, and it, was, oh, yeah. it was Ireland. I, I and I've been dieting, but I decided it was St. Patrick's Day. I would have some corned beef and and uh, cabbage because uh, uh, Brazier took us into the catering area. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh my god, I love corned beef and cabbage. Did you have any of that, Nick? No, I had uh, the egg salad what? instead, which was oh no, yeah, I, it was a mistake. I, yeah. Yes, I, I looked at it and I was like, you know, I'm kind of in an egg salad mood, and then and then I saw the oh. joy that you had on your face from yeah. the dude. Beef. It was so. <laughs> Fatty and oh, yeah, I had two delicious water burgers and I had a um a bit of bread pudding, but nice. they were all good. So um on St. Patty's Day, you know the traditional dishes are either ham and cabbage or corned beef and cabbage. I'll go corned beef. Yeah, and not, ten times out. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, by the way, Steve, better. you asked an interesting question about uh, copywriting a, a recipe. Yes. Which you cannot do. However, you can copyright a collection of recipes, i.e., a cookbook. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. All Interesting. Right. How about fajitas? Oh, all right. Yes. Now, 
they, I, I assume that music means you think they were invented in Mexico. Yes, well, of course. Wrong. Wrong. What? What? They were. What? 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 <laughs> they were invented what? in Texas in the what? 1930s. Oh, yes. Is it a is it a Tex-Mex dish? Uh, well, it was uh, yes. So Mexican workers created it, but it was actually they were in Texas. At they the were time. in Texas at the time. Uh, yeah, originally cooked up by migrants in chuck wagons, America's first food trucks. They became a staple on cattle drives. What'd you say, Kath? I mean, okay, it was it it's was Mexican. It is a Mexican origin, but it, it yeah. was it was not originated in Mexico. In Mexico, yes. I got it. Never had it. Don't want my clothes to smell. Don't you feel like uh, never had it? I've never had fajitas. I tasty as hell. I, 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 I'm, I'm a fajita fan. They I look delicious, them. but like, and if I'm at a table where someone orders it, I'm like, oh, you want a pig? Don't it, you? Get away! It's just that steam and every. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't. Pick a little. <laughs> your Vegeta looks oh, no, so I, good. I would never do that. It just makes my clothes smell like Vegeta's. Uh, I love Vegeta's. They're fantastic. So, uh, cheap meat was often given to Mexican workers on Texas ranches. Oh, you had me a cheap meat. As a form of payment. This is the 1930s. Oh. Uh, as a form of payment. And they were they were migrants. They were treated like yeah. crap. So, so they gave them, the, they gave them junk. Uh, but it was it was fatty and unappetizing, so they had to make it as tasty as possible. So they marinated it, they cut it in small pieces, grilled it, put it in a tortilla before serving it. Strips of meat were fried on skillets, mixed with bell peppers and onions, and wrapped up in flour tortillas, and there you get the fajitas. I am uh, more of a fan of corn tortillas, uh, but flours are... Uh, corn? corn. <laughs> Um, but flour tortillas seem to like uh, you know corner the market as far as tortillas are concerned. Agreed. And it's uh, wild that flour tortillas would corner the corn. <laughs> but I, I like corn uh, tortillas better as well. Yep. Okay, fajitas gained popularity in the 1970s after a man named Sonny Falcon opened a fast food stand and sold fajitas at a local festival. Uh, local restaurants began selling their own version, and America was soon gathered around, folks. Named Sonny Falcon, I want to introduce you to a new dietary thrill. Was hooked on them. So, all right, we have 10 of these to go through. All right, right. let's have some fun. Let's see if we can make it. All right, uh, chili con carne. Chili con carne, yes. Yes. While chili con carne is of Mexican origin, it's another Texas export. Here we go. You can show me the animated eagle with the machine guns to that song, uh-huh. and I will laugh every single time. It's hilarious. All right, so uh, I'm a chili con carne fan. Yeah, uh, it oh, is oh, yes. believed to have also been put together by trail cooks on cattle drives. Yeah. Other others claim that it was devised in the states. <laughs> In the state's prison kitchens as a cheap way of feeding prisoners. What's that you got on that plate, Pablo? Uh, The dish gathered attention across America when Texas set up a San Antonio chili stand at the World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago uh, of 1893. So the... Uh, the, the World's Fair, essentially, is what yes, it sounds like. Yes, so. Which uh, ingredient, Preston, is your wife allergic to? Uh, in like a Cilantro. Cilantro, yeah. So yeah. she can't have that in any of, of these. Uh, that's why we... That's problematic. Stay yeah. away from a lot of uh, Mexican... Man, I, I love cilantro. <laughs> you don't really put that in Chile, though, do you? 
You can't. I put it in I coffee. Say it they, like the country. They, <laughs> you don't put it in Chile. <laughs> it's Chile, do you? Chile. No. Chile. It's Chile from Nicaragua. You don't put that in Nicaragua. <laughs> uh, it's made of a beef, spices, peppers, tomatoes, and often pinto or kidney beans. I, as I've said this story, my personal journey, I despised Mexican food as a kid, and now I adore it. And then when you go to Texas and you get, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Tex-Mex, yeah. you're yeah. getting, like, real, real stuff. It's fantastic. It, most, like, Western states, Steve, like Colorado, oh. has great Mexican restaurants. Uh, New Me- I mean, like, anything Unbelievable. R- remotely close, yeah, they got great food. If you're just tuning in, we're going through foods and their origins are not where you think they may be from. <laughs> so, German chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> Does not originate from Germany. What? what? No. It was invented <laughs> by a Dallas housewife. Texas. America. Was she at least of German descent? No. Was she of Mexican descent? I will explain to you why this is the case. And by the way... I love German chocolate cake. My grandmother made German chocolate cake, and she found out that I loved it, and it was my most favorite. I just absolutely... I haven't had it in... Decades. When you have it so good. made properly, there's it's just fantastic. It was invented by a Dallas housewife in 1957 who used baking chocolate produced by an English-born confectioner named Samuel German. Oh my God! In 1852, for Baker's Chocolate Company, based in Massachusetts. <laughs> the recipe for German's chocolate cake. Which is what it was originally called, Germans. I didn't... As in his last name, Germans Chocolate Cake. Uh. Kathy can't even talk. (laughs) With its now signature coconut and pecan frosting, was then published in the Dallas Morning News and shared across the country by General Foods, which owned bakers. It then quickly spread across the nation, and the possessive S was lost in the name, and people uh, began to think that the cake was German, so they called it German Chocolate Cake. Um, that is wild, that it's simply the guy's name was German, and that's how we ended up with it. I wonder if it has actually made it over to Germany, yeah. and do Germans believe it originated in Germany? That's Are they question. living a lie? Yeah, because, yeah, initially... Because America, F yeah. Germans chocolate cake would kind of clear that up, that it, or sort of, that it would be a name. All right, um, how about Chop Suey? I knew you were going to play that. Yeah. yeah Chop Suey, okay, well, let's go with it. Texas. No. Uh, So, it is a staple in Chinese restaurants all over the world. It's related to a regional Cantonese dish uh, called sop suey, uh, which was usually uh, made with minced organs. Ooh! Uh, but the version in America is wholly different and features savory, saucy bean sprouts, water chestnuts, other vegetables, and slices of meat. It is believed to have been developed in the U.S. by Chinese Americans in the late 19th century. So it was invented here in America. America, <laughs> America. So, was it, was it again a case of um, taking scraps and turning it into something that was edible? No, they just kind of, well, they just kind of tweaked it. Okay. Uh, so the, it's um, its origin is disputed. 
One theory is that uh, Chinese ambassador Li Hong Chang's cooks invented the dish for his American guests at a dinner in New York City in uh, 1896. Another tale is that a Chinese restaurant in San Francisco threw leftover meat and vegetables in a pan to serve drunk miners <laughs> after hours. Where are you that, at? I don't mean underage people. Oh, I mean good. people who work for money. However, most culinary experts say chop suey most likely emerged from a Cantonese-American mining camp in the 1880s. Yes. Uh, They attempted to recreate dishes from their homeland with limited local California ingredients. It usually contains meat, eggs, bean sprout, cabbage, and celery and is covered in sauce. Uh, The dish grew in popularity all over the country and it became a staple of American Chinese cuisine. So I wonder, does again, in this case, does it make its way back to China? As an American, you know what I'm saying? If it's popular, mm-hmm. I wonder if it does the, the reverse. Yeah, I do not know. Uh, do not the know. German cake, Steve, very popular in southern Germany. There you go. Yeah. Ah, uh, because, Home of I mean, chop suey. A lot of the, uh, some of the dishes that we get in Chinese restaurants uh, and different Asian restaurants in, in America ha- has been Americanized yes, and to some you... extent. And then when you go yeah. to the actual country, you're like, there's something to die So, all right, how about? Caesar salad. Oh, all right. This there's an obvious what we would have to assume Italy. Right. Because Caesar. Julius? Caesar. Uh no. What? Yeah. What? Wrong. Uh it was created by Italian chef Caesar Cardini in the early nineteen twenties in Texas. Tijuana. Oh man. What? Finally they get a dish. Uh-huh. Where he owned a restaurant after moving from California to avoid prohibition. Do you know one of the greatest um, misconceptions is that a Caesar salad is a salad. It's good. It's low in calories. It's not. Oh, no. It's like eating like a dove bar. Uh, His daughter, Rose Cardini. Nick, can you pull up like uh, what a a Caesar salad calorically would be? Yeah. Because Steve's right. You think salad. Yeah. um, You're thinking low calorie, healthy. But I'm curious as to what a, a standard serving might offer up for an individual. Probably not much because the dressing is it's, probably yeah. where you're going to get all the calories. Yeah. And then it's iceberg lettuce, which really has no health benefit 94 to it. calories. For uh, how much? Uh, oh, that's the McDonald's Caesar salad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Seven and a half ounces. I mean, that's is not it, bad. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, that is with the dressing or is that without the dressing? Uh, with the dressing. Okay. The uh, dressing is the culprit. Here you go. Click on Food Network. Caesar salad, the truth behind the calories. 470. Uh, 470? And this one, yeah. Oh, I yeah. guess it just depends on how much uh, dressing you glomp on. And that's per serving. So glomping. the Caesar salad, like I said, so extra glomping, uh, was uh, created by Italian chef Caesar Cardini. His daughter Rose Cardini said the restaurant was overrun with Americans one day and they were short on ingredients in the kitchen. So her father used what was left to make a dish lettuce, stalks, olive oil, raw egg, crouton- and Ajax. croutons, Parmesan cheese, and uh, Worcestershire sauce. Oh. Uh, the end result, the humble Caesar salad became so popular, it was soon served in restaurants across the globe. Who's the gentleman we had come in with this? Yeah, he passed away, right? He, yeah. Yes, he oh, could yeah, not have been nicer. He had his bowl that he had cured to perfection yep. for decades. Oh, yeah. and uh, and he made that, and it was fantastic. It was damn yeah. good. And by the way, if you want to have a Caesar salad, not a Caesar, a salad, salad? Uh, that has like a um, pretty healthy Low caloric dressing, yeah, dude. Use fresh salsa. 
I'm telling you, fresh salsa as a, a salad dressing is delicious. It wouldn't taste anything like Caesar salad. No, though. no, I didn't mean no, to say Caesar no. salad. I just meant salad in oh, okay. general. <laughs> you can also use just some um, olive oil, lemon, salt, and I'm pepper. In, yeah. Yep, yeah. And, and you're good to go. All right, so spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, All right, okay. so I've heard that uh, they are the origin is in uh, China for the uh, spaghetti itself, not maybe the meatballs. Uh, well, we're not going with any of that. What? Uh, it's not, it's not what? Italy or China. Hmm. Wow. So, <laughs> at least for the full dish. See, they're on the same thing. I know. Okay, so it, it screws it up. On. Yeah. All right, so uh, spaghetti meatballs are not Italian, contrary to most people's ideas, but they are yet another dish invented <laughs> in the United States. So, yes. All right, in spaghetti Italy, and meatballs is an American yeah, dish. Yes. Damn straight. Uh, in Italy, meatballs are called uh, pulpettes. Yes. And they were traditionally smaller than golf balls and made up of random meats mashed together. They were popular among poor people in Italy. And were because never- of raisins. You lack raisins. <laughs> <laughs> and were never added to pasta, but commonly served on their own as an appetizer or main course. So the combination was brought together by Italians who moved to New York City in the 20th century and realized that meat was a lot more affordable in America. And the easiest recipe for spaghetti meatballs is believed to have been published by the National Pasta Association in the 1920s. The National Pasta Association? Yeah, the NPA. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the gentleman from uh, the Caesar salad uh, fame, yes. Alfio uh, Ganglionese. Yes. Um, and he passed away at 85 years old. He's a great so, guy. Yeah, yeah, he was oh, he was a sweetheart. Uh, and he was at uh, Alfio's in Montgomery County. So uh, he was the longtime maitre d' at Da Vinci in those, the city. Those guys, uh, you know, those those older Italian restaurants, mm. they raise it to an art form. Yep, absolutely. All right. Are I, you drinking out of the very mug that put <laughs> coffee only, on your shirt? Yeah, it's the only one I have right now. And my stains aren't going away, Kathy. I'm going to get through. And we got to do it quick. Well, I've had set here for a couple hours now. Quickish. No, not a couple hours. It's his blue meanie mug. Um, it's almost eight o'clock. And you did it during news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Might as well set it on fire. All right, chimichangas. (laughs) We're talking about the origins of uh, foods that you may think got to figure one place. Mexico. Uh, no, they were made. They were made in Tucson, Arizona. Yes. America. All right. So, has all the world's food that originated in America? Uh, not all of them. Uh, one of them we had uh, was originated in Mexico. What is this? Arizona by the Scorpions. Okay. Uh, chimichangas, I have to hurry up. It's almost like it's getting close to 8 o'clock. Right. Chimichangas are extremely popular in the Southwest. They are <laughs> synonymous with Mexican cuisine, but they are made in Tucson, Arizona. Owners of the oldest Mexican restaurant in the city, El Charo Cafe, claim they invented it in 1922 when founder Monica Flynn accidentally dropped a burrito into a cauldron of bubbling fat. Wow. Woody Johnson, owner of Woody's El Nido restaurant in Phoenix, Arizona, claims he invented the deep-fried burrito. Woody's a friggin' liar. As a happy experiment 24 years later in 1946. So it's disputed as to who came up with it, but the chimichanga was actually the deep-fried burrito was made in America. Chimichanga has an egg roll feel to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a pass for me. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather just go straight fajita. Yeah. Oh, no, I go straight to enchilada. By the way, you know what? I'm, speaking of uh, the similar things, you know what? I'm, I'm way over our um, 
cheesesteak egg rolls. It's yeah. Been, it's been done. It used to be, uh, wow, that's unique. That's cool. And now... Uh, you know where it is? It's mother. perennial in strip clubs. Yeah. Is it? Well, we used to get... We would go to an establishment, and they, that would be the, the finger food they put out all the, the time. The um, Wilson's has a... And theirs are made, like, in-house. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're not okay, like yeah. All right. The Cuban sandwich. Oh. Wait, I have an idea on this one. Can I guess? Uh, yeah. Is it Florida? It is. Yeah! Hey! Which, Which is in? Which is in? America. All right, so... That's because of the heavy Cuban population, yes? Man, do I love uh, Cuban sandwiches. They are so satisfying. Uh, how about the movie Chef? Uh, oh. oh, yes. Yes. Oh, man, they show him Maybe making much. these Cuban sandwiches, and they are just wonderful. Uh, so, And that's what gives him the idea to, mm-hmm. to go on the uh, food truck. I've never seen that movie. It's a wonderful film called Chef. All right, so anyhow, uh, sandwiches filled with mixed meat were frequently eaten by Cuban workers in the 19th century, but they are very different in modern-day America. A Cuban sandwich is typically made up of roast pork, ham, Swiss cheese, and pickles, and usually mustard on there, too, and is thought to have been introduced by cigar makers in Key West, Florida, before it was refined in Tampa, Florida. A large portion of the residents in Tampa are Italian, so they would uh, often add salami as well, making the Cuban officially the signature sandwich of the city. So Tampa is kind of where it, it came into its own. I'm not a big fan of salami. No? No. Oh, I like it. I know. I so like I was just saying, like, like yeah. I don't, that's a meat I do not like. Mm. Uh, Rochelle makes uh, the, these salami rolls. It's salami and cream cheese and a pickle in the middle, and you roll it up, boom. How have I never had those, one of those? We take, we take them to the beach all the time. Oh, did you put them in your snackle box? Uh, my snackle box? Yeah. It's a good like snackle that. box yeah. for snacks. Uh, so the Cuban sandwich is thought to have been introduced by... That's the same thing I just said a little while ago. But it's still true. I reprinted it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm just... I'm only stating truth yeah. here. Uh, yeah. So cigar makers in uh, Key, West, Key West, Florida. And then uh, refined by Italians yeah. in, uh, in, in uh, Tampa. Tampa. There's a place called Dennis's Pharmacy in Key West, Florida. It's right off of Duval Street. Best Cuban sandwich I've ever had. Oh, really? Yeah. And great animas. Great animas, uh, oh. but you got to order those ahead. Okay. Uh, I got a Cuban... Well, by the way, the salami part with the Italians, it, it says only in Tampa. Okay. Oh. All right. So sans uh, salami, I would be on board because I, I, I do like a Cuban sandwich. Okay. I feel Good. like I got one when we went to that Cuban restaurant in Clearwater. Okay. You remember you that place? feel like you got I one? I feel like that's what I got. This past visit? No. Yeah. You oh. ordered ice cream, but they brought that out. <laughs> okay. Pre-pandemic. Uh, yes, I remember, and I don't know if you got that or not. Oh. Why All not? right, so these were surprising, interesting uh, food origins. Mind-blowing. may not be aware of, and it wasn't the connoisseur, but you can play the music if you want to. Because oh, uh, Casey doesn't like the historian. It makes him uh, feel like he's uh, school, going to school. school. <laughs> <laughs> you learn things, even if you don't want to. Uh, somebody said this is more like the stream of connoisseurian. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. That could work too. All right, uh, we are going to take a break. But all this food talk, uh-huh. we've got to give you a fifty dollars gift card to Jersey Mike's. Yes. Right? Uh, so they brought by some assorted uh, lunch boxes for us here. But uh, what's important is we'll take caller number ten by the way and give that to you two one five two six three WMMR. But what's important is Jersey Mike's is culminating their month of giving tomorrow. When 100% of the sales will be donated to Alex's Lemonade Stand. That's terrific. 100%. Stop by any Jersey Mike's tomorrow to have a sub and make a difference. So we'll take that 10th caller at 215-263-WMMR, and we will say, yeah. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back. Some bizarre file stories are on the way for you next. Stay with us. And I'm going to change and soak my shirt. <laughs> 
What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We shall do the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Delivery or pickup for residential or commercial markets, you can visit mulchthis.com. We're going to start with this. A convicted shoplifter was sentenced to 70 months in prison for biting off a security guard's earlobe during a confrontation. 31-year-old Ashley Ruth Clark pleaded guilty Friday to second-degree assault and first-degree attempted robbery in Hillsborough, Oregon. In addition to prison time, Clark will spend three years in post-prison supervision. Authorities said that Clark shoplifted over $800 worth of merchandise from Nordstrom when she tried to leave the store without paying for the merchandise. Loss prevention officers confronted her. She physically resisted and yelled obscene uh, obscene comments as they attempted to discover the stolen items. Uh, During the struggle, she bit the earlobe of uh, of one of the loss prevention officers, removing at least a half inch of the victim's earlobe. The victim was rushed to the hospital. Authorities said her earlobe could not be surgically reattached. That wow. sucks. Uh, Clark That's was some chomping power. Arrested and had two outstanding warrants uh, for her arrest as well. All right, this is a great story. A handyman was able to get revenge on squatters who moved into his mother's home by showing up with guns and squatting there himself. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Yeah, Flash Shelton uh, posted a video about a success in removing squatters from his mom's home in less than a day. He said, if they could take the house, then I could take the house. They're the squatter. They have rights. Well, then if I become the squatter on the squatter, then I should have rights, right? You're a sub-squatter. According to Shelton, uh, several months ago, a family of squatters broke into his mother's vacant home and began living there. He and his dad, his dad had recently passed, and they put the home up for rent since his mother could not live there alone. A woman who told Shelton she was a prison guard asked to rent the home, but he refused as she said she had no money or credit. Uh, That did not appear to stop her, however, as he later learned a truckload of belongings had been brought to the home. She said that it was delivered by accident and she was getting rid of it, Shelton said. Uh Well, that was a lie, as uh, Shelton later found out from friends and realtors that the house was full of people and furniture. He called the police. He called the police and received an uh, unhelpful answer. He said, they basically said, you know, I'm sorry, but we can't enter the house, and it looks like they're living there, so you need to go through the courts. In his caption, he said that he was familiar with squatters' rights stories, and he didn't know, uh, but didn't know that he would have to deal with the situation personally. He said, I had heard horror stories, uh, how the legal system gives squatters uh, more rights than the homeowner, so I decided to come up with my own way to get them out in less than a day. Upon doing more research, he said he learned just how long it could take to go through the courts and evict squatters, fed up with the situation. Uh, by the way, he doesn't live in Northern California where the home is, so he packed up his car, he drove to the property, he decided he would write up a lease and credit himself as the resident of the home. He then parked his Jeep on the street where the home was and sat with his guns and his dog and waited for hours until everyone left. After they all left, 
He went in using keys uh, that he had and walked around the home and began installing security cameras. And he was working outside. Two women walked up and approached him. And uh, one, one one of the women said, I'm really sorry about all this. It's a nightmare and beyond. Uh, he calmly and coolly told the woman that they had mere hours to get everything out. Uh, he disguised their faces with a black and white filter and a clip he posted. Uh-huh. And uh, they ended up leaving. Yeah. And uh, he genius. got the place back. But yeah. he, he does not suggest that you do. No, it could end badly. Uh, yeah, and that's what he said. He's like, look, I, I I felt confident in doing this myself, but it's probably better to do it the other way. Right. Uh, but Squat on the squatters. He felt that he had uh, the, the, the know-how to go about it. But, uh, yeah, he managed to become successful. Yeah, the old yeah. double squat. All right, listen to this story. In Tennessee, the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office has stopped posting mugshots, a move that Sheriff John Fusen said was influenced by his own family experience. So, wait to hear. So, this guy was, was posting mugshots in the paper. And, right. Uh, he said, I've heard from citizens who have shared their stories and concerns with this practice and how it has and continues to negatively impact them and their families. Uh, the controversy here is not so much about the decision to stop posting booking photos, but the timing of the decision. Many are claiming that Sheriff Fusen made his decision because... A member of his own family is about Whoops. to face a potential criminal charge and receive a booking photo. Well, let's think about this. Uh, yeah. A news channel talked to the sheriff and asked him if that was true. He said, anybody can be accused of anything at any time. My daughter has not been arrested. But the sheriff did not deny that his daughter is under investigation and could be facing legal trouble. And he said that possibility did help to influence his decision to pull the mugshot feature from the sheriff's website. Well, at least he sort of admitted it. He said, if you had that perspective, if your child, your mother, or your uncle or aunt was being accused of something and an investigation ensues, what would you do to protect that person? I know that a normal person would do anything in their power to do. Uh, the special agents investigating uh, are, are special agents are investigating the actions of Sarah Fusen. Uh, they said it is in relation to a report uh, reported instance of suspected child abuse that occurred at her place of employment at daycare center. Wow! Uh, the sheriff said he's been considering pulling the mug shots for you quite know. some time. Yeah, <laughs> come you on, man! I've been rethinking this. Hindsight's all twenty twenty, man. Till you get you in a position where you have to. Experience something for yourself sometimes. That's yep. why you need to step outside the box from time to time, folks. All right, and then we'll end with one more story. How about let's go with this one. Two tigers that escaped from a West Georgia zoo after a tornado on Sunday have been recaptured. So tigers yes. got out. Uh, Imagine a tornado that has tigers in it. Yes. Officials said they received Sharknado. a report that a tiger was unaccounted for at the Pine Mountain Animal Safari Park after a confirmed tornado tore through Troop County. Tornado! Tornado! <laughs> Officials said uh, one tiger stayed inside the enclosure and the other stayed very close to the enclosure. And it oh, was my God! Tranquilized and moved back into the enclosure. The tornado downed trees. Uh, damaged buildings and left people trapped in their homes on Sunday morning. It's unclear how many people were injured in the storms. Uh, the park has not provided comment online regarding the tigers. Could you imagine that? Uh, no, Georgia I can Tigers cannot imagine that. All right, and there you go. Uh, that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give away a pair of passes to join uh, some of the Preston and Steve show in a suite tonight, tonight. at the Flyers game. Yes! Oh, yeah. It's Pearl Jam night. 
And we'll take caller number 25 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, it's at the Wells Fargo Center, obviously. But they're doing a special tonight to commemorate uh, 10 sellout shows in Philadelphia. The 10 Club is putting this on, by the way, in conjunction with the Flyers. Uh, every ticket purchased, by the way, on the special ticket package page... At PhiladelphiaFlyers.com includes a commemorative Flyers Pearl Jam Gritman Stickman t-shirt, which I am wearing right now. Yes. I had to because I spilled coffee all over my other <laughs> Flyers shirt. good. And access to the pregame tribute performance by the Lead Betters. So call number 25-215-263-WMMR. Um, by the way, yes, Nick? Well, the Lead Betters are going to go on around 530, so you want to show up early to see those guys. I've seen them before. If you're a Pearl Jam fan, Lead Betters are fantastic. Uh, huge fans of the Preston and Steve show, big fans of MMR. So if you want to go see the Lead Make sure you get there early. All okay. right. And I'm not going to be able to go tonight. Um, and I tell you what, let's take a break and I'll come back and I'll explain why. Yes. Because uh, it's going to impact the rest of the week. So uh, we're going to come back in a moment. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a second. Preston and Steve on 933 WMMR. Real quick, so we had this uh, this event tonight at the Flyers game, uh, which is really cool. I was very much looking forward uh, to going to it tonight because I haven't been to a game in a while. And when you get the suite experience and all that stuff, it's awesome. So we're going to give away another chance for you to uh, to win <clears throat> passes to be in the suite tonight. And we're going to get to bang the drum tonight, too. I think you're going to do that. Yeah, so. I'll do my best. So I have uh, had a bit of a family crisis that has come up, and I wanted to share this information with uh, the audience uh, because I, and I haven't talked to Bill about this yet, but I might have to leave uh, uh, tomorrow. I don't know if I'll be able to do the show tomorrow or not, but I wanted to give you guys a heads up because we're on vacation next week, and then all of a sudden, if you're hearing these best of uh, shows for a lengthy period of time. I thought right. you you might need to know about it. So uh, it's been a tough year in my family, and um, uh, my mom was diagnosed last year with uh, with dementia, and uh, we had to place her in a nursing home, and that's been very difficult. She lives in uh, Florida, and my sister is there. Uh, but on the other side of things, so my parents had divorced years ago, and so my dad lives in Lexington, Kentucky, and now we're fearing that the same thing might be happening to him. They're both 85 oh years old. And so uh, so much so that my wife is there now uh, and is keeping an eye on him, and things have uh, progressed alarmingly quickly. And uh, it's very, very difficult, and it's very confusing. And for those of you who have uh, watched, have gone through uh, aging parents and issues that come with that, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm learning what you already know, uh, that it's really, really hard and very confusing and extremely complex in certain situations. And so we're trying to figure out, how, and, and we're doing this at, um, you know, the halfway country. Yeah. Um, and so that's very, very hard. Ten times worse. So I have, I have step-siblings that are there, but their mother, my stepmother, um, she had a stroke last year of which my dad was caring for her. She also had a fall uh, down the stairs. And he was the caregiver. And he was the caregiver. And so things have uh, gotten really bad as of late. So we are scrambling to figure out what the hell to do. And there's things that I've never really had to deal with before, like power of attorney and elder lawyers and advocates and um, psych evaluations and all this other stuff. That there's uh, not really, you're not really prepared for. 
No. Um, and, and I'm not a super responsible person. Uh, fortunately, my wife is, uh, but she has kind of hit her breaking point. Uh, so I need to get there uh, very, well, very yeah. soon. Uh, so, so I'm probably going to be off the rest of the week. Maybe, maybe can do the show tomorrow. I don't know, but I've, I've got to find a flight or we got to figure out. And the plan is maybe to bring him here. And then we don't know what to do with him when we bring him here. And can we even get him here and convince him to come with us? It's crazy, man. It's, you, it's wild. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole bag of issues that I never really thought about. Um, and I try to watch YouTube videos and things like that and get some ideas and, and all you get are vagities and it's just a really, really difficult time. Yeah, it's it's been a, uh, a I think it's a mortal fear of a lot of people of of making decisions like this and it's it, uh, but I said to you Press, you were wondering about t- talking about it and I said this resonates I guarantee you this there are thousands and thousands of people listening to this right now who are dealing with the same thing sure. and and you end up as you said you don't know what to do and you feel like I'm I must be an idiot I don't get I don't understand how people hash their way through this I don't know and the truth of the matter is, is that you you know when when you learn that there are other people who are in the Throwing up their hands because there's so many as you, so many things involved in this that you're uncertain of, and so you know you're you're kind of left to make snap decisions without really a lot of info on None. where things are going to be going. Yeah, and like like Rochelle and I are on the phone. We're like, who do we even talk to? Right? Like, where do we go and say, can you help me with this, please? Yeah. I don't know what we're doing, and I know there are advocates and so on, but I, I just. Started doing some reaching out yesterday and, and you know, uh, didn't get some callbacks. And, and I'm like, okay, with like, this has to happen now. Yeah. Like, right now. It's amazing what you can get prepared for in life and take accounting classes or learn how to, you know, navigate. But you, nobody really teaches you how to prepare for death or a, a dying parent. And it's, it's, everybody's going to struggle with it at some point. One way or another, we're all only here for a short amount of time. So when you then have to deal with it, we are, most of us are, don't know how to do it. Yeah. And don't know how to wrap our minds around it. Dude, and money. Yeah. Oh, my God. The costs involved are oh astronomical. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. With the, if you have never looked into the amounts of what it takes to care for someone, yeah. it is astronomical how people, I mean, thank God for things like, uh, you know, Medicaid, yeah. which is still... You, you, you get minimal assistance, but you get some if you absolutely need it. But going through... The the steps to get it is a logistical nightmare. It's crazy, man. So you're it's um, crazy. You you're you're going to try to bring your dad back here, which presents a whole bunch I of think problems. So yeah. And how how do you transport someone who perhaps does not want to be transported? I know. Yeah. Well, so you might have exactly. to drive. Oh yeah, you're gonna yeah, have. Yeah, we're not flying. We're too too risky. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and that's like. I mean, listen. I know you have to do what you have to do, but that's so sad. Then he's separating from his wife. I know, oh. and I ju- I only just thought about that too. Well, you also and, and I have to position it in a way that uh, we're just going to do this. Yeah, for we'll now you until her. you get better, yeah. and and then then we have to deal. You know, if, if she ends up needing uh, housing and. Sell the house and the property and, and, and but don't worry about that. All now. that stuff. I know. Deal with like know. you know. You have to wor- just worry about the current 
situation. We oh had to my separate my God, it's a lot. We had to separate my grandparents, and but I mean, fortunately, they were um, just a few towns away, so we could bring them back together when one was asking for the other. Um, but I mean, my grandfather sort of went through similar to to what you're going through, and got very, um, you know, got very upset when he had to go through the hospital to the hospital and things like that. He ended up ripping his ventilator out uh-huh. and said, "I don't need this." Yeah, so we're dealing with that. Right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like you know, it, you you may be listening, think, oh, oh, there he goes again. He doesn't remember that I talked to him. Yeah. No, it's, it's. I wouldn't say violent, but it could get there, right? And combative and nasty, uh, and so uh, that's, you know, how do you deal with that? But you don't know. You said he had been going through a. Um, there was an infection, perhaps, or something. There was some pneumonia. A pneumonia. So, yeah, and that oh. that could have it could be a short term response, or do you, is your instinct that it is a longer? It seems like the, more profound. It's been coming along. The weird thing that I found out about with my mom, and I'm sorry to lump all this heavy stuff on on everybody listening right now, but um, uh, was we found out that you can't just go to the doctor and, and sit somebody down and have them take a few you know questionnaires and right. take a look at them and go, okay, you have dementia, yeah, or you know, no, it's not. It's like a, it's a case study. Right. And, and dementia is not in this one little package. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a series of, of things and, and conditions. And, and then eventually they go, okay, yeah, this is, you know, now there might be different kinds of it. Like, um, uh, uh, you know, Bruce Willis has that frontotemporal lobe, uh, dementia or, right. or, and then Alzheimer's is a whole other bag of issues. Um, so it's really confusing and we're sitting here going, well, why can't you just tell us anything, you know, to, to the medical staff? We're not saying it that way, right. but that's what we're thinking. And, uh, and then what do you do? And, and, um, it's, uh, there's a lot of mystery, uh, uh, into this whole thing and yes, and infections and things like that. So what we found out with my mom, I had no idea this was the case, but UTI urinary tract infections can make elderly people crazy. Oh, they can be wicked. Mm-hmm. And and just from a UTI, yeah. From from I mean, like hallucinations, really and breaks from reality. I did not know that. So, is it your understanding that if said UTI clears up, that someone could ostensibly return to their normal self? Not normal self. If well, if they, are, it, it depends. So, if there are experiencing dementia, yeah, the dementia is still going to be there, right? But they they can go off into a really deep form of it okay. if they have an infection like a UTI or. <sighs> Uh, but but I think maybe if someone is of sound mind, it can also make them a little loopy and weird, too. So um, hang on a second. Let me go to Rachel, who is a nurse coordinator. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm, you know, I've been better, but <laughs> what's up, Rachel? Um, I wish I was calling to win a prize right now, but uh, <laughs> what you're speaking about, I work with day in and day out with uh, patients and more specifically families in the region. And I can't thank you enough for talking about it and bringing it to the attention. I know it's uncomfortable, it's sad, it's crazy, but it's so valuable because these conversations happen too late. And what I find patients and also my own family is let's talk about it now. Let's find out what your wishes are, what your finances are, who you want to make decisions, because in the reality of the moment, it's so, so overwhelming. Exactly right. Yeah. And I just, uh, I urge you right now to consider going to bring your dad back to Pennsylvania. There are just, I know you're, you're, you're probably swarmed with information, but consider things like his, his doctors in Kentucky, his medications, 
depending on his insurance, um, Medicare is a national product. Medicaid is state to state. Right. There's also a lot of private insurance. And also they have a deal with families who, who do make the decisions to bring their patients back to the region. And then they're stuck not having access to care. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I can answer that. So he's already run off his doctor, oh, like, oh. like ran him off. Like he is, the doctor is not going to see him anymore. What? Because, really? Yes. Congratulations. They can yeah, do I that? Yeah, I guess so. So, so now yeah. he, he has an appointment with a new doctor. Who, he has no doctor right now. Oh, oh my God. So we need to find out. We, we tend to think, okay, Hippocratic Oath, you're going to stay through thick and thin. Yeah, right. Do no harm. I mean, when you run off, you're doing harm. Are you not? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, you, you can, you, you, I believe it's 30 days that you can um, effectively fire a patient from a practice but need to give a 30-day warning. Okay. Well, yeah, my dad was uh, extremely rude and combative, so he doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't no, want to see him I'm anymore. About that, but I just, on behalf of of the the nurses and social workers that are working day to day regarding this, um, mm-hmm. thank you. And and I know that your your program, and I appreciate it not being political, but people really should look into um, when they're voting. You know, there's not a lot of money for long term care for our aging and elderly in the country, and it's. So important. To I'm finding that out. Yep, we found that yeah. out when my mom was uh, when we were looking for long term care for my mom. It's mm-hmm. it's it's horrible. Yeah. Yep. So so thank you. I just I just right. to express my thank gratitude. you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate it. But um, yeah, so the thing about bringing him here is like there's nobody to look after him to 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 talk to the carers, the people that are going to be helping him out because his wife is not able to do it with the stroke and a yeah. fall. Uh, my uh, uh, step. Uh, siblings are taking care of her yeah <laughs> you know so it's just like we're 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 forced into this position well so. there's nobody yet i mean you know for every problem there's usually a solution and if you start digging and i i am hopeful and optimistic yeah. that um if you're able to get him back here you'll be able to find care that yeah suits him and, yeah. and right now you're in the thick of it and it's overwhelming and exhausting and i'm sure it's beating the crap out of you however you, and as trite and as commonplace as this is, you, you, you have to take it one day at a time, one right. hour at a time. I mean, and every little step that you take will ho- hopefully help you get a little bit closer to a solution. And I know what she means about not bringing them out. You want people to be familiar with their, with their surroundings, surroundings yeah. or else they get confused and upset and it makes it worse. Yeah. So, but our hands are tied, you know. So. It's it's nightmarish, you know, on that level. But I agree with what Nick's saying. And then, you know, the... Uh, um, you you sort of compartmentalize and just knock through what you have to knock through. But, I mean, it, it throws – to that point of having – of dealing with these things that you don't want to, like a will or like all those things that, oh, are, yeah. that are looming and that you say and – I, and I get it. Um, and and I'm, I'm just as bad because you're like, I don't even – I don't know. I want to think about that and all that stuff. But in the moments where I've seen people who've had the forethought to put something together – it does make a difference because oh God, at least yes. you know the person who is not in their right mind has already pre-laid out how they want things to progress. Mm-hmm. And you're going to honor that. You're not left with that right now. This is, this has motivated me. So we have we have somebody that guides us in our right. in our financial world. As we went to and I'm like, okay, we need to talk about if I ever end up, uh, if yeah. we ever end up in this situation, how we start handling that now. Yeah. Right now. Investing for it, preparing for it, setting aside for it, and getting ready for it so I don't stick my children with this responsibility. They'll always have some responsibility, but I don't want the lion's share of it going in their lap. So, you know, so things like this... 
can uh, can help uh, you know maybe get our own. Uh, uh, you know, uh, tracks in order so we don't have to have pass it along. Lay that on to somebody else. So, and I'm not blaming my parents or anything. No, like no, that for leaving this on us. But it's just. Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, Rachel, uh, the 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 woman who called in a little while ago, she wished she was calling in to win something. She, uh, if she get back in touch with us, we'll give you some Phillies tickets. There you go. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, to uh, the the Marlins game on Monday. And, and if you're book, you up with Gary Lauer. Oh my yeah. God. Oh hey. Is he? Uh... <laughs> Is he <dead>? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who wouldn't want yeah. that? That's no. a hot dog. Um, I have some other calls. You guys want to keep talking yeah, about this? Ahead. You want to move yeah. on something else? L- listen, yeah, no. And, and if it gives you solace, uh, we're we're all for it. All right, let me go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Katie? Uh, Preston, I feel your pain. I'm going through the exact same thing right now with my mother, mm-hmm. who's 93 years young. Back in November, she had a really bad UTI that caused her bad hallucinations that we were beating her. It was terrible. She was in the hospital for a week during Thanksgiving. She came home. Now she's living with my sister, has full-on dementia. The three of us take care of her full-time. My father also went through it. He was put in a nursing home by his wife. Mm. My parents divorced early, like 25 years ago, long time ago. We couldn't do much to help him, but we did the best we could going to, to Pittsburgh every every time we could. He ended up passing away before we were able to bring him back to Jersey to care for him ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's full-time job, right? It's a full-time job. My, my mom lives with my sister. My brother and I go and take care of her every time that we possibly can. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's hard, but... It's your mother. It's our turn to take care of them. Yeah, yeah. They say, um, yeah, once an adult, twice a child uh, is kind of what the saying is. That's the way my mother is. She's like a little child. Yep. She is lost oftentimes in her brain. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know what she... But we love her and take care of her. We have patience with her because she deserves that respect. Yep. You, you know what? One of the things you have to thank you, Katie. You have to do, and I. So in my family, you know, I have a situation. I advise yeah, you. It will wear you down. You have to. You have to look out for yourself as well, and that, and not not to make it sound selfish, but also make sure that you're monitoring yourself as you put up, not as you deal with all this. Obviously, you love your parents. It's part of the deal. You're going to do it, but no good to anybody if you're not making sure that you're. Taking those moments where you can take a rest or, or pass it to someone yeah. else and, and back and forth because yeah. you don't serve the greater good if you take yourself out right. because you've run yourself so down. So we're not sure. It's, so, like, I don't think we can, um, I don't think that he can live in, in our home if he is um, being combative or yeah. wandering, which is what it does. It's almost like a sound uh, uh, sundowners type of thing. Okay. Where at night things start to get a little funky. Um, but, and, and for example, his older brother, uh, wandered out of the house, went down the road in the middle of the night and froze to death. <sighs> so Whoa. we don't want that to happen. God. Right, right. Yeah. Awful. yeah. Exactly. He was found oh lying on the side of the road in his pajamas and died that way. How old and was he? That can happen. He was in his mid eighties as well. He's in similar age. So maybe he's a, a, like a night nurse, um, or somebody that comes in at night, you know, why, if you have him in the house for a little while, I don't know. Or or a somewhere a home, yeah, 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 or, yeah, 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 where that where they you know monitor constantly all that stuff. So, 
Uh, I will go to, we have uh, Amy, who is a social worker at a hospital. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Hi, it's Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Sorry. Hi, Jamie. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I am calling. I just wanted to say I am so sorry that you are going through this. But I am so grateful that you are putting it out there because as a hospital social worker, I have so many patients that don't have anybody and did not prepare for the future and end up sometimes becoming um, needing a state guardian and that type of thing. So it's really important to have everyone be aware of it and have the different the difficult conversations. Yeah. There, there are there are people that end up just lost that yeah. end up just a a ward of the state, mm. and uh and and it's it's heartbreaking. What, yeah. Amy, any idea like when someone should start? At what age you should start thinking about things like this? Um, in my opinion, the sooner the better. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I've seen people have seen something happen, and then that's when they start to prepare. But that's taking a risk because you may not have your mind, you may not be alert and oriented and have the capacity to create those needed documents. Um, So even um, 40 and my husband and I talk about how we need to get our power of attorney, our living will, our advanced directive, everything situated just because of what I see every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's it's really uncomfortable stuff. You you, You talk about some very frank uh, you know, no holds barred conversations about some very final things. Do you know? You know, and it's it's tough to have, but it's it's so important to be ready for it. In and the, it's go ahead. the other thing um, I've noticed too is that the everyone says, "Oh, well, my husband knows what I want, or my my wife knows what I want," and I said, "Well, if you're, you have to put it down on paper because you have to say who you want to make your decisions in the event that you cannot, and what exactly you want because." They, if, if you don't want to be resuscitated or if you don't want to be intubated, yeah. but you don't have that written down yep. in your full code and your, you know, decision maker, your husband, wife, whatever, yeah. um, makes that decision. And 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 as I've found, you, you can also, you know, you think, well, I have family around, I have friends around and so on. Mm-hmm. But as you age, mm-hmm. uh, if you're lucky, you know, you, you may be one of the final standing and that's exactly. kind of the way it has happened. My dad has watched all of his family die. All of his wow. family pass away other than, you know, the kids. And his friends have gone. And so there is, he's run out. You know, there's yeah. just us. That's it. The, the uh, To what, what you're both saying, and, and Preston, you know, when I talk about, um, in the past I've talked about the prostate cancer. And, you know, I'm not going to make this a conga line of, of, of right. dour topics. Right. But the thing that I would say to to people is that, Think about what you're going to, um, what will happen to the people around you. So you're talking about the impetus for putting together a will or for doing preparations like this about, you know, putting it, putting it to paper. And I'm just as guilty as anyone else to think about what it will mean to the people who have to deal with this. And Mm -hmm. you don't want to inflict that on anyone else. So by you taking the precautions, you can save them from doing that. It will mean a lot in the end. Yeah, the minute that we had kids, we started. Yeah, we we started drawing up documents, right? Uh, right. You know, and and having a plan, and then you need to reassess that every you know de- yeah. decade or so, yeah, and, and kind of yeah. make sure that your your uh, your thoughts are still aligned. So, all right, Amy, I appreciate it. Thank you, and I'll, I'll probably, down the road, I might be very soon. I might be asking for some serious help. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anytime. All right. Thank, thank you, Amy. You. Appreciate it. Preston, have you I, have you spoken with your father about death? About it? Yeah, okay. I, I, I talked to him uh, last time I was there. I went there a couple of weeks ago, and, and I asked him, and, he, and he's he's fine with it. Okay. His, 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 uh, his uh, rationale is it happens to all of us, and I'd be stupid to deny that it's ever going to happen. I don't, you know, he doesn't dwell on it or anything like that. But he's like, I could, this afternoon, it could happen. Yeah, right yeah. here, I'm 85 years old, you know, so. My dad is uh, unbelievably prepared, which is, um, I don't know if that's morbid or not, but, like, uh, there are statutes in his will where he's not allowed to be in Texas when he dies, and uh, we have to get a helicopter and get him Wait, out of there. Wait, what? Why? Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, <laughs> Tony, Tony Danza, Danza can't revive him. No, no Tony Danza. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, he was like, Josh, when I croak, you can have my uh, Subaru. <laughs> and I was oh, like, all right. Wow. And he used the word croak. Preston. Like, that's that. a bunch of crap. You're the one who got him the deal. Oh, thank you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Josh needs a car. I mean, he was being generous. Nah. Nick, when they, so to hear my, my my dad is you know in his mid nineties and and uh, he uh, you know for years now he's been saying so I'm gonna get this it'll be the last one I own and I'm like I know I know so I have the as I said before I have the benefit of having he recorded a whole bunch of audio about his life and to to leave to us and at the end of that recording he says I've had a good life oh my god that's great and just hearing that. Yeah, you're you're left with a situation here where you know you you could use cogent dad to help guide you on how to take care of current dad. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't do these things uh, because I feel like it it just invites it. So like you're talking about like you know uh, living wills or something like dude, and I'm I'm reluctant to do it because I feel like well, if I get all my my ducks in a row, then then uh, I can be stricken down. So. Let me, and I mean this lovingly, mm-hmm. don't be stupid. Yeah. It's it's dumb to think that way. Mm. Okay? And I mean that lovingly, dude. I know. Kate, just preparing for it is not gonna is not gonna cause it to happen. Okay, what? <laughs> Casey, <laughs> Casey, it's been my experience that I'm every so... time I prepared for something, like every time I've I've, I've told you and I'm not using it. It doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> and I consider that wind. Yeah. Snowblower. Yeah. Snowblower. Yeah. Yeah. Generator. <laughs> no snow this year. Right. None. 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 <laughs> So, I will take the generator. The generator. Yeah. I bought a generator. Generator for, for Sandy. Yeah. It, Sandy was tearing the Jersey Shore apart. It was eighty-three degrees and sunny. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, oh, so, right. so you know, Sandy. And then uh, now I have this. But uh, yeah, and, and then once you do that, it's lifted off your. We're going through some, you know, some uh, things about arranging as you talk about pressing the formidable cost of of taking care of of someone who's. Oh my God! In that, in that, dude. It's it's six. Figures, yeah, 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 a year, yeah, over a hundred thousand dollars a year, roughly. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the state. Depends on what kind of yeah. care you want. Who? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Your average person can't pay that. No, it's you know, it, it's crazy. So, but there are programs that you can do that can help you invest now to get you ready for that. If right. that is an eventuality and also a way, and we're finding out from, for our, from our financial planner, to recoup that if you don't need it. Um, so um, I, I urge you, do it. Do it, do it, Casey. Do it. Get your will. Get all this stuff. Get it done. Get it done now. I'm, a, I'm not super. I'm a, don't I'm a, do it to your kids, man. I'm a little stitious. Not quite L- superstitious. Little stitious? Yeah. L- little stitious. <laughs> yeah. Instead of super. Yeah. Medium stitious. Medium stitious. Okay. And yeah, um, let me go to. Hang on, Karen had some tips here. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi. I've been listening as I always do every morning for years and years. You guys are my family. Thank uh. you for the 
Thank you for everything every morning. Thank you. Um, I I went through this with my husband and I had went through this um, very similar to what's happening for years. Um, moved my mother-in-law in, who eventually went blind. Um, so that was a that was a fun tie the rope to the end of the bed to get it to the door so she could find her way to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Right. But uh, so in moving through this process for years, my husband and I with our two kids uh, said we can't we can't do this to them. It's it's like you had said. I mean, we're not even going to go through the emotions, but right. we found. Um, a program for us we're like we're setting ourselves up to have the care so our children don't have to do this yeah so we found this wonderful long-term care program through genworth um and they provide in-home care i mean it's obviously it's like an insurance for yourself so there's you know a, a payment but i'm telling you preston it's we are so pleased to be able to do this, to have, if we have to go into assisted living, it's covered. If we have to go into a nursing home, if we have to have in-home daycare, if I have to, if in five years, if someone falls and something happens, right. this policy gets triggered. Yeah. Like, it's just a wonderful thing to do for your children so they don't have to feel, I'm not going to get upset, what you're, what you, what we go through. Yeah, you know, no. Adults. Yeah, no, so I, I agree. Preparation, yeah, and and so, there are there. Are, so we're we're in, you know, we're we're getting involved in in something similar too, and uh, yeah, something besides aging can happen. Where you absolutely, need, they're, they're, you, you need assistance. You will see young people in in uh, in nursing homes because yeah. they need care all the time. So right. it, it can happen, right. you know, and and you need to be prepared for that. So I'll send you an email with our little document. Um, you know, just, sure. just if you don't have anything, it's just a flyer, but it's a it's a wonderful program. Um, to okay. be able to set yourself up for the future. All right. Thank All you right. very much, Thank you. I appreciate it. I just yeah. found out that I have some long-term uh, insurance, that, uh, long-term care insurance that uh, my wife, hey, thanks, hon. <laughs> so she's looking out for me. Well, yeah. we've, we've, yeah, listen, we've seen it happen in, in our lives around, you know, again, and we've done a lot, and there's still more that we can do. Yeah. So, again, we're not, we don't have kids to, but I, the last thing, I, I, I don't want to think of my cat in a suit in a court having right. to deal with all this, <laughs> you know? Oh, no. But there are so many different scenarios that, that you haven't thought of that, that, that can happen with your loved ones that where they're going to need to do this, and, and you become the point person that have to help out. Like with my mom... We saw this, I, I saw this happening in, in increments and my sister and her lived together for, you know, decades and, and I, I, I kept in kind of telling her, I'm like, you, I don't think you can do this anymore. Right. I oh, think yeah. we need to take the next step. And they don't want to hear and, that. And it kept being like, well, if I can just blah, 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 if we can just have this happen, it'll be, and eventually it came down to an evening where it was like insanely emotional, yeah. sobbing. I can't, this, I, I give in and, right. and we got to do it. And and it was a breaking point moment. And, yeah. And so you know you can you can kind of put it off for a while, but there is an eventuality sometimes that you you need to be preparing for, uh, even if you don't. You. So I and I sound like listen to me. I sound like the one like I know what the hell I'm talking about. Right. I don't know. We we are lost right now on where the next few steps are. But my wife is is at the hospital in Kentucky and is talking to a social worker today uh, to help point us in the right direction. But. Uh, it's going to be scatterbrained for Which, a while. You have to figure out what you don't know first, and then yeah. you can figure out what you need to know. I mean, yeah. there are, there's an entire world of things out there that you, you're learning about in the process, and so give yourself a break. And Steve's 100% right. You have to take care of yourself in this process. Yeah, too. that's going to be later. 
uh, you know, yeah. So, but right now we have some pressing things that have to happen now. Yeah. And, and by now that means over the next, you know, month or whatever it may be. So, I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. I'm not going to be at the game tonight. You um, do what you need to do. We will uh, we'll do what we need to and take care of everything. But, I mean, the family comes first. Right. And this is a maelstrom of stuff you're dealing with. And I know that, you know, you, you know our support. You know, you know look, listen, the family of, of, of listeners and people that are part of, uh, as we just heard, you know, from different callers. That, that, you know, that you've got a lot of support. Take care of what you need to take care All of. Right. Um, I uh, thank you. Apologize for the heaviness. I appreciate your calls and so on. And uh, how about a sandwich? Yeah. Okay. okay. Sandwich. Uh, yeah, let's do yeah. that. Uh, we have, <laughs> that'll brighten it up. Yeah, that'll that'll pep you up, right? We have gift cards <laughs> giveaway for Jersey Mike's, a $50 gift card. Uh, caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. By the way, tomorrow, 100% of the proceeds go to Alex's Lemonade Stand for their month of giving. We're going to come back from, uh, we need some positive stuff. So from Ted Lasso, yes. one of the greatest shows ever, we're going to have a uh, cola bikini on with us. Stay with us. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to forego the traffic uh, for now um, because I want to play a little bit of music for you. This music makes me happy whenever mm-hmm. I hear it, and it goes something like this. That's what you hear yes. when you watch a new episode of Ted Lasso. Now in season three, the final season, by the way. Uh, and we're excited to have a cast member, not just a cast member, damn it, his character is the captain of the team. Uh, please welcome you know as, as Isaac McAdoo. This is Mr. Cola Bocchini. Cola, good morning. Good morning. Well, it's the afternoon here. Oh. <laughs> are you, are you, you calling from London? Yeah, calling from London. It's just after two. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. In we London, yeah. we did our show there one year. Uh, we did our morning show live from London, and we're like, I could get used to this <laughs> afternoon thing here, yeah. which is nice. Hey, uh, I want to I want to confess something to you, Cola, and I am I, I've watched uh, each season, the first two seasons, at least four times through because I was turning other people onto the show. But I haven't watched one episode of the new season yet, and I want to, like my co-host Steve here, I want to build up a few episodes because one is not enough, and I can't just. Yeah. So how do you how do you feel? Are you are, do you have mixed feelings about people who will wait for a few of them to come out, or would you rather people just dive right in and start watching them? You know what? Yeah, I get bombarded with a lot of messages. People that are watching it week by week, so it doesn't really matter. But then I know in like uh, maybe by the fifth episode, I'll probably start getting people being like, "Oh my god, this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened." So uh, I think I'm just gonna expect that to happen, you know. All right, it seems a natural thing. You you know what what's interesting, and I was I was reading about you know, and throughout the the pandemic, Ted Lasso sort of became. Um, you know, not only just just a great show to watch, but almost medicine, you know, for our, yes. uh, for us in, in a way. And so, uh, you know, the we're hearing this is the third and final season, and and we've all been proponents of the, 
you know, make it a complete story and, and end on a high note. But I, I have to, I think we all have to be honest here. We're not sure we want to let it go yeah. <laughs> after the end of the third season. How, where do you stand having, you know, obviously shot the episodes now? Um, I'm just really enjoying it. I'm just really, really excited and happy for everyone to be able to finally watch it and not have to ask questions of being like, oh, what can we expect from season this and this, this and that? <laughs> the questions that I've, I've had to ask a hundred million times over. I'm just really like kind of, you know, you know, Thankful that people get to watch it. <laughs> right, right. Listen, I'm I'm thrilled yeah, yeah, to see uh, Isaac uh, expand as a character and become more to the forefront because in that first season he was more of a of a back character, um, and then when he was, oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. you know, when he's when he's named captain, he really stepped forward and and had a chance uh, to shine. So that had to have been awesome, yeah. and and I'm excited yeah, more, to see what happens. More and more. Yeah. He's getting more and more handsome every day. <laughs> he just gets more and more handsome. <laughs> yes. You know, just That's for sure. The, the, the show the show examines uh, characters' insecurity so well, which is wonderful. It's part of the things that that makes it endearing. I think it's the greatest TV show ever made, personally. And and that's I'm not oh, I'm not just saying kind. that. You are too too kind, sir. And and I know that you've heard reference to the uh, the haircutting scene quite a bit because I thought it was brilliant, fantastic. Because Steve, there was another scene that you that really touched you that you oh, thought was emotional. Well, it was the the turnaround when you were reintroduced to your love of the sport when they they you know you you're playing basically a street match with with other players and and you are reintroduced to just the basic love of football. Obviously, we call it soccer here, but that whole thing was just resonated so much that sometimes through life. You need to remind yourself about what is what brings you joy and how it brings you joy, and and you played it so beautifully. It was just great. So you know, um, when you when you when you grow up, become an adult, you know, which I probably haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, you start to forget about the the fun of everything and start uh, worrying about the bottom line, about the dollar, you know, about you know the money at the end of the day, and. It starts becoming, you know, the, the thing that became fun and, and was a beautiful thing to you is now just a job. And that's what happened to Isaac. You know, I think it's called, you know, it's called the yips. Yes. That, yep. uh, you guys call it, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah called the yips. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, you know, sometimes we need just a little nudge to, re- to remember why we got into stuff in the first place. No, it's brilliantly done. I was curious if you've seen any episodes of the reality show that uh, Rob McElhenney um, uh, you know, is is a part of uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Have have you seen any of those episodes? Because uh, most everyone who sees it, yeah, they they it, they basically call it you know real real world Ted Lasso because it has you know it, it's it's the basically the same vibe, but it's this 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 team. Uh, yeah, it, it reminds everyone. So you say you haven't seen any of it? 
I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I haven't seen none of it. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know what you have seen, and we were there last week. You were at um, Hogsmeade and Harry Potter section of Universal Orlando's resorts because we were just all there broadcasting live last week. How fun was that? Uh, me, me and Crystal Fernandez, who plays uh, Danny Rojas. Yeah. Um, um, basically, we, we um, did Access Hollywood, and then they were like, do you guys want to go to the, the park room? Like, yes. <laughs> and I was just, I was waiting all day just so I can go to Harry Potter World. I, I went on the Hogwarts Express. I went to the Hogsmeade. I went to you know the the you know the Diagon Alley. Hogwarts, I, yeah, I rode on all the Diagon. Yeah, everywhere. I, I got I got a wand. I got um snakes. Actual one. I chose that one in the first day. In in oh, I chose that one. I, I was gonna choose uh, um Ron, but his one was a bit broken. So. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you ride the Velocicoaster, which blew us away? Yes, I yes I did. I did. I did. That is probably one of the fastest uh, uh, roller coasters I've ever been on. Yeah, it's, it's astonishing, and it scares the scares the hell out of you. So, uh, but we're, we're glad you got to experience <laughs> yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, and we're crazy <laughs> excited about this current season, even though it's the last. We're praying for spinoffs or something yeah. like that. Maybe there's an Isaac <laughs> series down the road. We'll see. <laughs> Um, well, maybe, maybe, yes. right? Maybe, yeah. But listen, Cola, thank you, know? you so much. It's wonderful, wonderful entertainment. It's good for the heart, good for the soul, and we appreciate you uh, being a part of it. Thank you so much. All right, take care, Cola Bikini yeah. guys. Yeah. Keeping nice the time kind of short. Yeah. But uh, Ted Lasso is on Apple TV Plus, and the new episode will come out uh, tomorrow night. By the way, so I think this will be the third episode. It'll be a third episode. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm all caught up. I can't like. I, I wish I could hold off like you. You you have more restraint than well, uh, your average. Human. Honestly, our, with the discussion we just had yeah. uh, about my my dad and my family life, our our time has uh, we we have not had the time to sit down and watch it yet. Yeah, Rochelle wasn't here last week when the right. first episode uh, dropped. You yeah. want to be in the right frame of mind, too. Mm-hmm. and that too. Yeah, and this will certainly help. By the um, way, if you're sometimes if you're not in the right frame of mind, watching it can actually help. And I know it's weird to speak in. These sort of glowing terms about a show, yeah. but it does it. It res. I will guarantee you, you'll find a character in the series that resonates with you and might make you feel a little bit better. Yep, uh, Casey pushed the show on me. Yeah, and uh, I resisted, and then I gave well, in. You remember what happened with Fish? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gave in, and it, and as I told uh, Cola, it. I think it's greatest in my personal opinion. Yeah. I think it's the greatest TV show I've ever seen, and I just yeah. And I, I, I th- I'm afraid I've watched it too much uh, because we kept, like I said, turning it right, on the yeah, frame. Yeah. Like, sit down, let's watch this. Uh, All right, let's watch another episode. All right, we can, I think we can get two more in, and then uh, we end up watching the whole season. Yeah, they were winning all these awards, and I, you know, it was just a, like a random Saturday that uh, you know. And I'm like, all right, let me just give it a shot here. Let me just see what. And then I just, uh, I just didn't take my eyes off the TV. What were we talking about earlier? Where uh, you're talking about somebody or Chop some- Suey. No, we were talking about that. Oh. No, uh, somebody talking about something and pushing it so much and, like, you were going to hate it just because... Oh, yeah, was... well, that's my reaction. Yeah. When, when there's a flood of, of tremendous praise on something when it comes out, I have to take a breather mm-hmm. because I'm going to go in there. I want to go in there with, with, you know, realistic expectations and then have that turnaround. And there's some things, like, I know I'm seeing John Wick this weekend. I know I'm going to be fine with that. Yeah. But in other things where it, I'm not so sure about it, I want to let it breathe a little bit before I respond and let the uh, the critical response or other people influence my decision about how I like it or yeah. don't. Yeah. Uh, we did skip traffic, 
So why don't we do that now? And uh, Kathy's been writing her traffic all during that interview. I know. She's edited it. It's all ready to go. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the masterpiece. Kathy Romano with a look at your traffic. There's no writing that takes place. (laughs) Schuylkill eastbound slows from Conshohocken into Belmont. It's then jammed from city to South Street. There was an accident that was out there off to the shoulder. It's now cleared, but that's uh, what was causing that delay. Westbound slowing Vera Avenue to South Street. City to Belmont. And then again at Conshohocken. North 95 slows Drawpoint Bridge to Broad Street southbound from Academy uh, through to Bridge and then the Betsy Ross Bridge to the Vine Expressway. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound slows Virginia Drive to Fort Washington 422 eastbound slowing Trooper to First Avenue on the Boulevard with heavy southbound Broad to Fox on the Vine. Eastbound jams the Schuylkill to Broad westbound the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill Expressway and then uh, in Upper Providence Route 1 media bypass northbound between Baltimore Pike and 252. They've got the right lane closed. It's some bridge deck repair that they're doing. They're saying uh, until sometime on Tuesday. At 55 northbound, heavy from Deptford to the 42 freeway. 42 north slows 55 to 295. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save on salmon at Whole Foods Market. Sustainable, wild-caught, tropical marinated and plain sockeye salmon fillets are 25% off with Prime. Through March 28th, while supplies last, shop in-store or online. Terms apply. And that's your traffic on 93.3 W. <laughs> They loved it. They loved it. They thought it was hilarious. It's really funny. By the way, I got to point out, Romano was correct about my stained shirt. Uh, I spilled coffee all over myself. That's me. And I used a uh, like a stain stick, a Tide stick. Right. And she's like, no, it's not going to work that way. I'm like, I've used Tide stick before. I know how these things work. She's like, no, you got to go soak it in water <laughs> oh, first. Shut up, woman. And then do it and look at it now, folks. You can't even tell. I still want you to go home and wash it right away, though, because there might be a little lingering uh, discoloration on the white. But uh, so you need to wash it. But but the stains are gone. And not that the stain stick doesn't doesn't work, but with things like that, like that will stain a shirt, like coffee, soy sauce, oil, things like that. You have to soak it all the way through, and then do the stain stick or like a shout spray. Okay, I didn't keep the lipstick on your nipples from staining your shirt. (laughs) Yeah. How you do that? <laughs> Band-aids. Um, all right, listen, I I do have some, and, and if I don't do these now, I don't know if I'll ever get to them, but I have some city beat stories. Really? Yeah, some important things that have happened. Scooby, wow, wow. He's the meat behind the beat with lipstick on his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I just put that together. That was that pretty was great. Yeah. <laughs> jazz with you, man. That is like a, a fine jazz symphony you just put it's together. It's amazing. My, I do my street poetry every day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, so this is pretty cool. Mike Trout yeah. has partnered with Tiger Woods to build a private championship golf course in Vineland, New Jersey. They just announced it this oh, week. Oh, man, it's going to be private, though. <laughs> I know, I know. It's well, all right. I'll work my magic. Yeah. Uh, but, Let me ask you. Yeah. So um, there are there are a cluster of, of, not a cluster, let's say a glob. No, there are, there are a group of people who are renowned the world over for designing golf courses. Yes. This is a case where you call them one of those people, yeah, right? Like Pete they Dye they and, won't design it, right? They'll, they'll call on one of these masters to design it, well, right? Who, Tiger? Right. No, he'll do it. You think he will? He and his, his company will. Okay. So, so like Jack, Nicholas, yeah. designed some fantastic golf courses. Now, I'm not as well versed in, in golf course designers. There are legendary names. Uh, and I know some people who know them very, very well, and they can look at a golf course and go, yeah, that's a Pete Dye course, you know, oh. just by the, the layout. Uh, but uh, so, uh, but but Tiger, yeah, he will he will be a part of the topography and the uh, how it's all sculpted and, and planned and the layout and all that, sure. What's the expected completion? Uh, 2025. That's, that's pretty not quick. that far away, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about, like, something that is acres and acres and acres big. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, that, they just that's, have to chase the uh, gypsies out. Yeah, but I was uh, when I saw that that uh, completion date, I was like, oh, that that almost doesn't sound right. Well, but uh, by the way, it's his firm is called TGR Design Tiger Design. Uh, so, I get it. Um, I assume that that yeah, he will be a part of the design portion of that. The the uh, those guys usually are. Yeah. I, so you know, Mike Trout is from Millville, and and he loves this area, and obviously, you know, he plays all the way across the country. But you know, he loves Philadelphia, and he loves this area, and and when his playing days are done, I'm sure he's going to live back here. And but I'm wondering, there's got to be like somebody who's close to Mike Trout, like uh, like somebody who when like you his say, mother. No, like like when when you say yeah, he's my friend. Like he actually is your friend. Oh, okay. That's listening to this show right now. Who? All right. Who can? Well, make I bet this you can play the course now. Yeah. It'd be a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> who can what? You know, hook us up. Yeah. Connect us. <laughs> and by us, I mean you. Uh, he said, um, "I'm so excited to finally uh, officially announce." Uh, that we're doing this project and doing it in a community that means so much to me. Mm. Uh, he said, I was born in Byland, raised in Millville. I met my wife, Jessica, in Millville, and uh, my parents and siblings and in-laws still live in the area. I could put down roots anywhere in the country, but Jessica and I made South Jersey our off-season home yep. and always shares the time that we get to spend there. So construction on uh, Trout National, the reserve is what it will be called. Uh, we'll begin this year, and the plan is open, like you said, uh, for member play in 2025. That's crazy. Uh, the club, which is being developed with John and Lori Ruga, who are the owners of Northeast uh, Precast, which is a Vineland, uh, is being constructed between Sheridan Avenue and Route 55. I know Lori's husband, Ha. Haruga? Haruka. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Haruga. Haruga. <laughs> uh, and he said that uh, the reserve is a dream come true. He said, and then... Uh, to add that it w- that we'll have a golf course designed by Tiger, he said it's just incredible to think that this. There it is. <laughs> that this project has grown to where we're going to be working with someone that many consider the greatest and most influential golfer of all time. Um, Nick, do you do you happen to know where Mike Trout went to high school? Did, I I mean, was did Millville, he, wasn't it Millville High School? Did he just go to public high school out there? I okay. believe so. I'm not 100 percent sure. Case. Um, wasn't sure if he was, like, drafted out of high school, like one of those dudes. I don't know, but I did look up his contract while you were talking about him. Oh, and yeah. his contract ends in 2030, so I don't think he's going to be a Philly anytime soon. No. It is remarkable to me that Mike Trout is, I mean, he's one of the best baseball players in the world. And he is on the same team as another one of the best baseball players in the world in Shohei Otani. And uh, the Angels stink. They're not. They're oh, yeah. crazy, they're, right? They're a bad team. And, uh, and, yeah, two of the best players on the planet are on the same team, and they're just not a very good team. Mm. Uh, by the way, Woods and the architecture firm TGR Designer also, and this is really cool, are creating a new short course as part of Cobb's Creek Golf Club. Okay, yeah. Right down the road here. Yeah. Now, that's heard public. about that. Yeah, that's a public course. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry, so Trout has something to do with that, too? No, Tiger oh, does. Oh, Tiger does. Okay. Uh, so the uh, yeah, his architecture firm is going to do a short course, so I assume that's a, that's a par three course, maybe? Or maybe like a... Maybe just it's a, nine just a holes? shorter or uh, nine hole, or maybe a par sixty nine or something like that. Yeah. Eighteen, mm-hmm. yeah. 18 hole miniature golf course. Uh, so they will also have, uh, he says, a cutting edge practice range, short game area, short game area, clubhouse, restaurant. It says five star lodging. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, a wedding chapel and more. In case you're so swept up in the sport, you want to get married on the green. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a lot of a lot of uh, golf courses do wedding. Sure, yeah. yeah we so went out to is it Deer Park or no, not Deer Park? That's uh, good. Deer water. Run, <laughs> no Deer Run, uh, which is a Jaworski course. 
Um, and uh, Lauren's husband is uh, uh, works over there, and they were doing yep. they do a bunch of of weddings in that area. They do a ton of wedding business. Actually. Yeah. So my uncle was a member at Overbrook for a number of years, but he was an, he was not a golfer. He was what I guess they call a social member. So uh, yeah. use the club for the other amenities. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so I thought that was kind of a cool little city. Is there something to add? No, uh, oh. Casey asked where he went to high school, and it was Millville Senior High. Okay. Uh, he played b- baseball and basketball. He could have been drafted to the NBA as well. Oh, my wow. God. That's how good of an athlete he is. Wow. All right, here's another uh, kind of entertainment story. We'll, we'll lump golf in with entertainment. But uh, Atlantic City, uh, the island water park by the Showboat Hotel is progressing, and the goal is to be open by Memorial Day weekend this year. Is it, is it already underway? Um, oh, big time. Okay. Yeah, you can already see, like, the water slides coming out of it. Interesting. And all that, so. Oh, I'd love to see that. Um, the Island Water Park at Showboat is a 100,000 square foot glass pane curved roof water park under construction at the Showboat Hotel property in Atlantic City. We were just talking the other day, Steve. You were mentioning about making AC yes. more family friendly. There we go. Look at it. They listened, obviously, and they started this thing years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, listen, that's what they did to Vegas. You know, yeah. Vegas is, uh, is a, a, it's a family destination. Then you, think, you get them all out there. I think Atlantic City needs to do the exact same thing. Make, bring in the families if possible. You're, you're already going to get the gamblers and, and the people that want to, you well, know. Daddy's losing your college fund. You could be on the water slide. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the $100 million project will have a glass retractable roof. Ooh. Okay. That's wow, good. that's cool. Which will offer year-round water park fun featuring water slides, pools, restaurants, bars, and more. Uh, will feature 11 slides, 11 water slides, the largest Custom aqua forms in the world. I don't know what aqua forms are. Uh, like fake waterfalls and things of that nature? Okay. I don't know. Uh, and 10,000 square foot splash pad. Oh, 10,000 foot. What is that? Square foot splash pad. I don't know. That's not a. That's not like a wave pool. No, maybe that's like a. Uh, like a, a whale tampon? No, like a, like a kid's play area. Oh, yeah. okay. Like splash pad? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's for babies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, listen. It's like for babies. Fountains and. But, but Maury's has two um, water parks, uh, you know, yeah. at their piers. And uh, closer to the beach, they have, like, the kids' water parks. They're more fun. I, I have had so much fun playing in there. And I have to go back there with my kids. Otherwise, it would be weird. Sorry. But <laughs> there's, um, you must be the toughest kid in there. Excuse me, but there's an adult man uh-huh. in here. No. I don't care. It's, it's fun. I'm not. I'm four and a half years old. They have the giant bucket that gets filled at water. And yeah. then it dumps. I love in the, that bucket. Oh, it's so great. Wait, but you've been there without your kids? No, 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 no. Oh. I've only been there with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> something in your eye? Yeah, yeah. it's just something in my left eye. <laughs> but uh, I think an aqua form is a uh, multi-level water play structure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then so I'm, that would be where the giant bucket would be yeah, on top I think of. That's so like, oh, okay. okay. All right, then I was wrong. So I, th- I thought it was the... Th- that you go up, and then there's all kinds of... Uh, you can dump water on people below Jeez. you, and there's there's oh. water guns and things like that. Yeah, they have so. that at Maury's as well, my kids told me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking... Well, they have that at, at, at Hershey, don't they, as well? Oh, Hershey has a giant one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the only thing that was kind of a bum about uh, a bummer about not going to uh, a bum. A bum. <laughs> I don't like hanging out with bums. <laughs> the problem with the water parks they attract bums. Yeah, right. You're with me, people. Um, no, about uh, being at Universal when we were was that it was a little cold because they have some cool water. Rides, they do, yeah. And, and we didn't get to couldn't really access do any those. Yeah. Volcano, that, Volcano Bay, and it's, yeah. it was connected to the hotel we stayed at. Yes. So, like, if you wanted to go to the water park, you can from yeah. where we stayed, you just walk there. You leave everything in your room, and you could just walk right into the water park. So we're looking at a picture of what this water park is going to look like, and this makes perfect sense. So normally, where where this is located by the hotel is where our finish line was. 
for the Ben to the Shore bike. Ah. And last year it was in a different parking lot, and I had no, and that's why because this was under construction. Well, this okay. looks spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they could pull this off, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. And looking at the rent, the artist rendering, it's completely transparent. Uh, yeah. There's it's it's all glass, even all the bathrooms, the, all the way around. <laughs> you can see right that in. That dude's taking a dump. <laughs> uh, it will offer. Several bars and restaurants, a carnival-style gaming experience with retail shopping and private party rooms. Uh, Many other signature features will be available to take advantage of the high ceiling space provided by the glass enclosed facility. A treehouse area up over the ground level will offer bars, lounges, and more slides. How much would you imagine real estate there of this size would go for? I mean, you're talking crazy money. Uh, I don't know how much the real estate is, yeah. but it's a $100 million facility. Yeah. But uh, I, I think you can still buy some decent chunks of real estate in Atlantic City, Steve. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, do stuff like this. You know, like you could, there are plenty of areas of, of AC that need rehabbing. And, uh, you know, the more stuff like this that goes in, the better. President Steve World? Yeah, uh, I think yeah, so. Yeah. But, you know, listen, Steve, that's why, like, uh, I, you know, uh, the Wildwoods are having a nice resurgence. Yes. Because the other beach areas. You know, financially wise, are just you know unattainable. Like you, you right. can't. You like Avalon, it's like Stone Avatar. Harbor. If you are looking to invest your money, Avalon and Stone Harbor are not necessarily the places to go because the real estate's already super expensive. And obviously, AC and Wildwood, there's there's enough of a spread where they're not yeah. competitive, right? Uh, well, not not just that, but also like the, the the real estate in those towns are more affordable, so then you can get more return on your money. Oh, okay. right, right. Uh, hang on a second, Ron. Ron has a comment here. Hey, Ron, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you at work. <laughs> no, ma'am. What's up, buddy? Uh, so when uh, when I was first starting my career, I worked down in uh, Wildwood, North Wildwood. On What's your career? Uh, I was a police officer. Okay. okay. I retired. All right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we used, to, uh, we used to have the employees from Maurice Pier ask us to remove adults that did not have children. Cause they uh, were yeah. There you go. <laughs> Do you remember if there was any ever anyone books wearing a fish t shirt? <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a that was a common thing even even uh, many years ago. And now that they've increased their water park, uh, yeah, Nick, I would say uh, make sure you don't go in without your kids. Yeah, come on, Nick. Yeah, Nick. How you doing, that Nick? Yeah, creep. Nick, Nick How embarrassing a... for Nick. Thank you, creep. Listen, that's not fair. It's fun. Why do kids get that? We're the ones spending the money. Come on. I mean, you and they made such part. good friends. <laughs> you can take part. You just, uh, just yeah, don't, go don't, be, like, don't be weird about it. Like that scene in Big where they're in the toy store and uh, Tom Hanks is running around with the little kids yeah. shooting ray guns at each other. Yeah. That's case. No. Or that scene in Billy Madison where the, there's an adult just splashing a kid with the hose and the kid's yeah. like, stop it. Why are you doing that? But I got a text from somebody that says, uh, working on the bar for the Showboat Island Bar right now. Nice. Wow. I'm listening to you guys. That's awesome. Love uh, it. By the way, they're going to have a zip line. Oh, cool. That's going to travel through the long indoor space and a gravity coaster. They should have a zip line. A bad skin condition. No, you know what they should do is a zip line through a like a water, like spraying oh, water. I've oh, never seen that before. Why? Yes, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, the boardwalk fronting block is very deep, and even though this new hundred thousand square foot facility is massive, it sits in the farther side of the end of the block, about seven hundred feet from the boardwalk. So there's going to be some room between it and the boardwalk. So they, who knows what they might put in between. Yeah. Uh, in that space, but that's pretty cool. It says, right now it appears that all of the 
core roof steel support structures are installed. About 75% of the glass roof panels are in place. While most of the water uh, fun is featured inside the facility, they have smartly extended several tube slides outside of the building for weather-protected fun, twists and turns before the tubes head back into the facility and in, in an indoor water yeah. pool. It's amazing. Yeah, and yeah. you know what, man? The other part that we're not talking about is the amount of jobs that this is creating. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Four. Agreed. No, no, it's going to be a, yeah. jobs. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to somewhere else. City Beat. I have two more stories I want to try to get to if we can. Jam them uh, on in here. This I saw was a press release from the Bucks County Warehouse. Uh, not Warehouse, the Playhouse. Good Lord. <laughs> it's a different... What, they, when's the show starting? <laughs> this is where we, we lumber and toilets. <laughs> There's a warehouse. No. Is this the one in New Hope? I'm here to yeah. see Showboat. Uh, you guys will like this. Uh, it is called the Canine Cabaret Variety Show. And nine world-class stunt dogs are taking the stage of Bucks County Playhouse. Big dogs running, big dogs out. In a comedy show suitable for the entire family. And not just any. The all-star lineup includes the highest jumping dog in the world. Yes. Two Guinness World Record champions. A hilarious six-pound Pomeranian Pikachu mix. And a host of a previously discarded dog's that will dance, prance, flip, and skip their way right into your heart, it says. Uh, so, and that guy. This should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that is cool. I love, I used to love when you'd go to uh, various places, zoos had them, uh, SeaWorld, you know, they've gone through some stuff recently, but they'd have the, you know, the performing animals uh, show. And uh, it'd be great. You get to see these talented animals. Uh, come out and do the I think stuff. it's actually called Mutt's Gone Nuts. Mutt's Gone Nuts? <laughs> yeah. That's what it says here. It says, uh, uh, deemed a must-see by the Washington Post, Mutt's Gone Nuts is sure to win best in show. Yes, I'd like to see Mutt's Nuts, please. Oh, no. Mutt's Gone Nuts. Nick, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, no. Okay. Uh, so, if you are interested, um, tickets, let me see, are available at BucksCountyPlayhouse.org, and they are on sale now. And the show is May 5th. At 7 and May 6 at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. So there's only three shows from what I can see. So normally the Eagles would have the uh, Frisbee Dogs halftime show during They're the... They're great. They are. But they I would, love them. They would have it during the pregame, or I'm right. sorry, preseason. This year they had it during the regular season. Because I feel like it was... It wasn't the playoff game, was it? Well, they had a, they had a misstep because they had that Frisbee rhino for a little yeah, while. It was a bad idea. It just dug up really the field. <laughs> I didn't hear what you say. What'd you say the Frisbee dogs, the Eagles actually did it during a regular season game this year. Oh, they've been doing it during regular season for a while. Yeah, because yeah. they were always doing it during the preseason. I'm like, this is too good for preseason. Oh, it's my favorite. And they, um, earlier in the season, had like a, a Frisbee team. Like, not dogs, like regular people playing oh, Frisbee. Oh, playing against each other competitively? Yeah, that was crap. Yeah, it's because not Because oh. Frisbee dogs. Dogs, dogs are yeah. right. Dogs yeah. are much yeah. more fun. Totally. Dogs is are the best. The dog uh, just is like, I got, I'm sorry, I got to go. <laughs> and you got to leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I got my the... financial planner coming up at three. <laughs> yeah. No, you had to take a dump? Take a mean? dump on the field. That's great. <laughs> okay. It's great. Right. Press, it's bcptheater.org. Bucks County Playhouse Theater. Bucks County Warehouse. So it's just P. This is buckscountyplayhouse.org. Mm. Try them Are you looking at the, the Bucks County Theater or the Bucks County Playhouse? I think I said the wrong thing. Yeah, no, because I, I said warehouse at first. I think they're the same thing. Are they? Is the Bucks County Theater and Bucks County Playhouse the like same schedule thing? and I think, schedule? I think they're two different it's things. It's called the Bucks County Playhouse Theater. 
Oh, okay. And so it's bcptheater.org. Yeah, you yeah. know me. All right. Okay. So, well, they, they sent out, they gave me bad information. Listen, you, well, no, so no. maybe the specifics, oh. but the actual story is very, very cool. You can do buckscountyplayhouse.org, too? Um, yeah, it'll it'll take you there, Preston. Okay. All right, very that good. That sounds delightful. All right, one more thing, and uh, it's pretty cool recognition. Uh, President Biden announced his intent to appoint 27 members to the President's Council on Sports Fitness and nutrition, and one of our friends made it on the list. Who? Is it me? Jose Garces. Hey! Oh, I didn't know he was a, an athlete. Uh, he's not. Uh, it says it's a sports, fitness, and nutrition. Oh, that would be his part. We yeah. love. We love him. Uh, so among the in, uh, intended and point, uh, appointees are Jose Garces, Ryan Howard, and a few other people from the area. And I hope I don't mess up the names too bad. Oh, uh, but Barbie Izquierdo, 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 yeah, and uh, Michael Solomonov. Yeah, he's the one who has um... Laser Wolf. Yes, yes, which correct. is the the wolf from the future. Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, one of the uh-huh. best restaurants in the in yes. the country. I know, but the uh, James. Mm-hmm. Beard Award or what? Maybe the world. There's a that, whole bunch of laser wolves out there. When you open the door at the restaurant, it yeah, should yeah, yeah. do. That. Uh, so the PCSFN is a federal advisory committee that promotes healthy eating and physical activity for all Americans. Uh, committee members include athletes, physicians, uh, fitness pref- professionals, nutrition experts, and entrepreneurs who are appointed by the president and served through the Secretary of Health and Human Services. So, obviously, we know uh, Jose Garces very, very well. Obviously, we know Ryan Howard yes. and what he's all about. Uh, but um, Izquierdo is an Afro-Latina activist who was born and raised in North Philadelphia. And she became an advocate, uh, organizer, and consultant uh, fighting the exploitation of people affected by public policy and is the director of advocacy Neighbors Engagement and Feeding America. It's a long bunch of stuff there. Uh, the founder of Community Driven Consulting LLC. What's Ryan Howard up to these days? I mean, besides this, didn't he just kind of leave us behind? Well, I mean, he, no, because he kept trying to play for a while. He he had the the injury uh, yeah. in the last game against the Cardinals, and then he like he he rehabbed for a year, and he came back, and he wasn't very strong on the fills, and then he, I think yeah. he ended up like in the Braves minor league organization. So he tried playing for a stretch. I just don't know what he's doing. I think he opened up a warehouse in Bucks County. He did. <laughs> All right. That's great. Good I don't know if he moved back to St. Louis. He he grew up in my hometown of Chesterfield. I, I saw his house south of Clearwater Beach yeah. uh, a few years ago when we went down. Did, nice. We, we I was was there. Yeah. Oh, my dear God. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um... Oh, so Ken Griffey Jr., is he playing? He's 53 years old. He just joined the uh, the Reds. Did you see that? I did not. Okay. All right. Sorry. Back to you, brother. <laughs> Well, because he's super retired, uh, Ryan Howard is. Super retired. And Ken Griffey Jr. is 53, and I thought he just joined a team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Solomonov, James Beard, award-winning chef and cookbook author. And, uh, yeah, uh, the first Israeli-American restaurant to, a restaurant to be awarded. Yeah, that's uh, hugely Zah- popular. Zahav, uh, is Zahav. that how you say it? Zahav. Yeah. And uh, they won Outstanding Restaurant by the James Beard Foundation and co-owns Donuts, mm. uh, Dizengoff, uh Abe Fisher, Goldie, Laser Wolf, and others. <laughs> what a list. As well. It's crazy. So, yeah. I guess we don't rate. Uh, so they uh, they made it onto the president's list appointed to this uh, committee, which is really, really cool. You have your own pickles. I don't know why you're not on the list. I do <laughs> yeah. have my own pickles. I should probably think about that. By the way, I have news coming out about that. Break, break, break. No, not news. Oh, breaking oh, news. Laser pickles? This is something else. Uh, Marissa just brought this in. 
Uh, okay, I haven't read this. Turkey Hill teased that they might be bringing back their iconic Graham Slam ice cream. Mm. Uh, while the flavor was available in scoop shops, it disappeared from supermarket shelves in 2017. Yesterday around lunchtime, the Pennsylvania-based dairy company uh, posted a pinstripe-backed image of a soaring baseball that read, Fans Have Spoken. And it says, you asked, and we stepped up to the plate. Turkey Hill's most requested flavor of all time, Graham Slam, is back. Enjoyed this legendary flavor for a few extra innings. Is it Graham Cracker? Yep. Oh, yeah. It's yep. really good. I've not had it. It was slam. the first stretch. It was my son's favorite ice cream, and, and so we, we had it in the house quite a bit. And oh. I, I'm a huge fan. It's not my favorite, yeah. but I do love it. I do uh, love Turkey Hill. Yeah, I did not know that Turkey Hill was Pennsylvania based. Oh, no, yeah, yeah up by yeah. Lancaster. Yeah, no I'm kidding. No offense to Turkey Hill, but Hershey's Graham Central Station is a superior Graham cracker based. Ooh, is there ice chocolate cream. in that? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so anyhow, it will be. This will be available uh, beginning today at local retailers. With so Graham Theft Auto? Graham Slept, Graham Theft Auto. I like that. That's uh, good, by too. By the way, um, Ryan Howard does own Raising Cane's. I don't think he owns all of them, but I think he oh. owns... Uh, the Chicken Place. The Chicken Place are around oh, here, yeah. Yes, I desperately want to try that place. Yeah, I forget about it. Yeah. And right. Ken Griffey Jr. has a deferred contract. Oh, okay, so, so he's not playing. He's not playing. He's <laughs> At 51, he's not signing back up. Uh, and he hasn't played since 2010. Put me in, coach. He's getting paid. <laughs> he's getting paid uh, through 2029 20, or something like that. Wow. Like Keep Vinny me in the infield because I got to squirt. <laughs> oh, right. uh, City beat. Done. That's it. Done. That's out. it. We're done. City beat. Out. Yes. Uh, we would like to give away Jersey Mike's. I have $50 gift cards. And uh, caller number 18. Uh, we'll give one to you. 215-263-WMMR. You can give back and get something tomorrow at all Jersey Mike's stores, by the way. Uh, by purchasing subs, drinks, chips, or catering, they're going to be donating 100% of sales That's awesome. at Alex's Lemonade Stand. It's terrific. And you'll receive an amazing sub and feel great in return. So Caller 18 will set you up, 215-263-WMMR. Coming back with the Bizarre Files. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's do the Bizarre File right now. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. It's brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber, trusted expert since 1939. A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. You can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. So a driver with the Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority is being praised for his quick thinking after his bus was nearly rammed head-on by an SUV and then attacked with pruning shears. Pruning shears! A spokesperson said all of a sudden he sees an SUV in his lane coming toward him. The bus driver slammed on the brakes trying to avoid a collision, but there was no shoulder and nowhere to pull off. The driver treat you like topiary. 
the driver uh, oncoming stopped just inches away from the front of the bus, got out of the bus, and proceeded with some pruning shears to smash the bus windshield and the side mirrors and then proceeded to smash his own car. The sheriff's mm. office responded and arrested the driver, who was identified as Dino Oliveira. Guy doesn't really seem lucid to me, you know? By the way, leaders with the transit authority there, the transit union, are pushing for legislation that could ban bad actors from buses. Uh, they say that these kinds of assaults happen all too often. Well, how do they know how someone is at acting? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You'd have to put on all these productions it's and do these auditions. Uh, a motive has not been discovered in the incident. Uh, sometimes L.A. freeways look like action movie scenes, but there is a uh, car. You'll see this. A car flying several feet into the air. There's video of this and then flipping over after a tire yeah. popped off a truck. I've never seen anything like it. It's real and it's insane and nobody was hurt in it. It just blows seriously. my mind. Yeah. Dash cam video was captured and the entire accident uh, went down on L.A.'s Ronald Reagan freeway. What the hell's going on? The <laughs> Kia Soul was passing a pickup truck uh, when the truck's left front tire comes loose. Uh, the loose tire slams into the front of the passing Kia, and then it launches. Have you guys seen the footage? Oh, yeah. Way up into the air. I don't know how the person driving the Kia didn't die. Yeah. Uh, the Kia does a flip midair before oh landing. God. And just when the chaos seemed to be ending, the same rogue tire slams into the back of the Kia after it flips over. And you'll see we're watching the video of this here in the studio. Um, it's the craziest damn thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and then the uh, the truck managed to uh, be anxiously, well, to exit the freeway on three wheels. Like, you have a hard time stopping if you lose yes. one of your wheels. Uh, Stanley Lee, the LAPD, says there were no major injuries. So I was on the Long Island Expressway years ago, uh, and a truck lost a tire in a similar fashion, Preston. It didn't collide with any cars but it must have launched 50 feet in the air. Yep. It was unbelievable. Yep. There have been people who have been killed many times by wow. uh, tires coming loose like that. It's pretty wild. So not, like, injured at all? Uh, it says not, no serious injuries. Serious? Oh, my God. So I would imagine I mean, some people. A couple of bruises and scrapes. Yeah. Oh. Happened on the Ronald Reagan uh, freeway, right. by the way. So uh, let's see. All right. This was good to hear. A missing 75-year-old Marion County woman was found safe, and she was found by python hunters. Python hunters. Yeah, in Florida. Uh, the Marion County Sheriff's Office said Thursday that uh, Darlene Peck was located in South Florida after a silver, a silver alert was issued uh, for her the previous day. Deputy said Peck was in good health. And You're okay because we're python hunters. Reunited with her family. Uh, sheriff's officials did not release any other details about the recovery of Peck, who suffers from dementia. Uh, Peck was reported missing by her husband, who said she left their home Tuesday to go to Ocala, uh, her Nissan Rogue was spotted near Miami. So she she was discovered by python hunters. She had to be where pythons are. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. If she was out in the Everglades yeah, or... Sorry, I thought it was at a Denny's. The hell was going on. So yeah. who knows? Uh, so the real-life taxidermied animal that inspired the movie Cocaine Bear uh, today will officiate a Kentucky couple's wedding. At the Fun Mall Museum in Lexington. Yeah, they're going to actually stick the thing up in front of the, right? You can rent that thing out now, right? They're making money off of it. It was on social media. Uh, they wrote, y'all are cordially invited. Uh, this is the Kentucky for Kentucky store where the bear is on display. And they wrote, uh, cocaine bear presides over and affirms the union of Alexandra and Amanda on this day. Dress up, join us, and wish the couple well. 
Uh, this will be Cocaine Bear's first wedding ceremony. Ah, uh, that's great. Uh, the museum's co-founder, Griffin Van Meter, said. He's done a few baptisms. He said, as long as you feel that the person marrying you, like Cocaine Bear, has the authority, then that marriage can be binding here in Kentucky. Uh, the actual coke-ingesting bear... Uh, also known as Pablo Escobar, <laughs> died from a cocaine overdose in 1985 after drug dealer Andrew Thornton dropped 88 pounds of the drug in three duffel bags uh, from an airplane over Blairsville, Georgia. And so... It became a movie. Yeah, and now he's a... Uh, yeah, well, an officiant. He's a man of the cloth. Yes. And then, uh, finally, we will end with this story. Burglars uh, may have gotten more than they bargained for when they targeted a home in Wisconsin last week. Uh, The two men snatched thousands of dollars worth of tools from a house in Milwaukee. They apparently also unwittingly grabbed a security camera (laughs) that continued to transmit from their kitchen table. This is hilarious. The camera captured the moment two thieves stole it along with the tools from a home being rehabbed. The real estate broker saw the whole thing. Uh, Realtor... Erica Winship said somebody picked up the camera and said, what is this? And then they bagged it, not knowing that it was still active because the house was vacant. After the burglars kicked in the front door, they spent some time inside. But it's what happened later that could lead to their arrest. Winship Those said, people will never know that we live at 24 Main Street in an upstairs apartment. Uh, Winship said they took around $8,000 in tools. They took the camera, which was hidden, which they did not know it operate pretty much anywhere. <laughs> it's great. So it's operating on their dining table right now. We can see everything. She shared the video on Monday, a week after the burglary, still in the home of the burglar. It's a hell of a camera. She said, we're seeing people doing drugs. We're seeing people talk about what they, what, uh, how they sold stuff, where the money went. Uh, they can only assume that they don't realize the camera is still transmitting. She said, they may or may not, but I don't think they really care. It's really disheartening when someone works so hard to rev up a, ho- rev up a house and make sure it's occupable. Uh, what? Occupiable. Occupiable. And lovely for someone to live in. So they haven't found these people yet. What? They, oh, my God. And the I, camera is still operating. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. The battery-operated camera uses the cellular network and, as of Monday night, was still transmitting nearly eight days after it was stolen. stolen Milwaukee police said they're continuing to investigate, but they have made no arrest. They should be able to triangulate, shouldn't yeah. they? I don't know. Well, maybe not on the cellular network. Huh. Well, no, they'd be able to ping it, right? right. And find uh-huh. out where it's uh, sending that to at least narrow it down somewhat. But they Ping the crap it. out of it. All right, there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, give away one last $50 gift card. Our friends at uh, Jersey Mike's brought by some sandwiches, some box lunches, and we have $50 gift cards. Let's take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. This month... Jersey Mike's across the country celebrate the 13th annual month of giving. And tomorrow, here's what you do. Purchase at any store. 100% of the sales are going to be donated to local charities, including Alex's Lemonade Stand. Nice. Uh, Jersey Mike's be a sub above. So we'll take that caller number 12, and we will set you up with the uh, gift card. We're going to take a break. Come back. Lesson question, trash, music news. Those things are on the way next. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoes. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today, clouds 
little bit of blue sky here and there, but for the most part, cloudy. Um, high of about 53 degrees. Tomorrow, 58 in sunshine, so that's a pretty solid day. It cools off on Thursday. 49 are high. Sunny. But this sounds pretty good. Cloudy on Friday, high 62. Uh, Saturday up to 70, but we might have to deal with some rain. That's usually what's... Still okay. Close, but yeah. You know what? 70 is good no matter what. Yeah. All right. So we're done with traffic. That means we got to do today's lesson question. We're going to give away a $100 gift card to Nabraza if you can answer uh, this question correctly. I think I have to go with this one. Uh, finish the next line from Reba McIntyre's biggest hit, Don't Go Tickling My Taint. <laughs> And then you give me the rest All of right. it. Uh-huh. That's early. <laughs> yep, that was at 6.30 this morning. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Finish this next line from Reba McIntyre's biggest hit. Don't go tickling my taint. <laughs> and then you give us the rest. All right, 215-263-WMMR. While you call, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what do we have today? Well, Gladys Knight is furious that President Biden has ignored her request to visit the White House and discuss her company's line of COVID mitigation products. A spokesman for the White House insists the invite is forthcoming, but says they first have to run an extensive background check on the pips. Ah. Sam Sam Ashgari (laughs) says he and his wife Britney Spears would be a perfect fit to star in an action movie. Ashgari says it's a guaranteed winner, especially if you take her talent and her financing and combine it with his living off her talent and financing. (laughs) And finally, this is wild. Angelina Jolie reportedly had a four-hour lunch date with billionaire heir David Mayer de Rothschild. Observers say both Jolie and Rothschild consumed over 200 wings and 100 shrimp poppers. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. All right. We're going to see if we can get an answer to this question. Uh, finish the next line from Reba McIntyre's biggest hit. Don't go tickling my taint. And then you finish it. So uh, we're going to try Keegan out. Hi, Keegan. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Keegan. All right. So finish this next line from Reba McIntyre's biggest hit. Don't go tickling my taint. With whiskey on your breath. That is right. Yeah. With whiskey on your breath. Hang on, Keegan. I'm going to give you a $100 gift card to Nebraza this Easter. Celebrate at Nebraza in Horsham with a unique Rodizio-style dining experience. Uh, brunch and dinner seating is available. For reservations, you can go to nabraza.com. All right, let's do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Oh, boy. All right, Music News is brought to you by Zane Western. You can save up to 50% off of uh, boots during the March boot sale at Zane Western Apparel and Work Gear in Piles Grove, New Jersey. Online at zanewestern.com. A couple of uh, tours were announced. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold is hitting the road this summer. Uh, they announced Monday that the Life is But a Dream North American Tour will run through uh, from July 18th through August 7th. Uh, special guest uh, Alexis on Fire. Uh, and they will be playing in Camden, New Jersey, uh, at the waterfront at, uh, at the FM Center on uh, July 18th. And then Godsmack and Stained will be uh, embarking on a 25-city co-headlining summer tour this summer. Uh, the tour kicks off on July 18th, and that will be in uh, St. Louis. But then they're going to be at uh, Camden uh, at the FM Center. Uh, pre-sale starts on Wednesday. So 
once again. Oh, and that show, did I say, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little confused here. July 28th is when that show is. So July, there's going to be some stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can figure it out. Uh, after 20 years in the band, Metallica bassist Robert Tuillo revealed that he's finally supplied backing vocals on the band's upcoming album, 72 Seasons, ah. which drops on April 14th. Uh, Trello, or I think some people pronounce it, it might be Trio, uh, chatted with the band's own fan magazine, So What, and shed light on his admitted lack of vocal chops. He said, when I joined Metallica, I'd never sung in my whole life. So the fact that I can now support a backup vocal, pretty cool. For the first time in my life, I get to sing on a Metallica record and support James. Very proud of that. It's the first time that uh, James and producer Greg Fieldman had probably ever trusted me with that position on a recording of this stature. Chuck D'Amico, yesterday, I asked him about some of this new Metallica stuff, and he seems to think it is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. That's a good sign. U2 is back at number one with the release of its latest album, Songs of Surrender. Uh, the album sits on top of Billboard's album rock alternative and vinyl charts and peaked at number five on the Billboard 200 albums chart. Uh, across the, across the, the, the theme song from the nanny. Uh, across this, the pond, across the pond, uh, songs of surrender has topped the charts in Ireland, Italy, Germany, Holland, and Belgium, as well as hitting number one on iTunes in 35 countries around the world. So it's still I have a lot of people that want to get on board. Still got some wind in our sails. Yes, you do. <laughs> Uh, I was sad to see this. Uh, Tom Leiden, the guitarist in Tom Petty's pre-Heartbreakers band Mud Crutch, died on March 22nd. He was 70 years old. Uh, Leiden's death was announced on Facebook by his brother Mark Leiden, who posted it with great sadness, but profound love and gratitude for his life. Uh, the family of Tom Leiden announced his passing on March 22nd, uh, peacefully of natural causes. Uh, his older brother was uh, Eagles co-founder Bernie Leiden, by the way. Wow. Uh, Mud Grudge brandmate, uh, bandmate Mike Campbell tweeted, uh, Tom Leiden was my deepest guitar soul brother. We spent countless hours playing acoustic guitars and teaching each other things. A kinder soul never walked the earth. I will always miss his spirit and generosity. Sleep peacefully, my old friend. Uh, the 2008 Mud Crutch album uh, peaked at number eight on the Billboard 200, and uh, a four-track live single called Extended Play Live was released later that year, but did not chart. A second studio set titled Two was issued in 2016. Uh, the reunited version of Mud Crutch featured Petty on bass, Heartbreakers keyboardist Bent Montench, and guitarist Mike Campbell, along with co-founders Randall Marsh on drums and Leiden on guitar. They toured. They, they did, uh, played yeah. the Electric Factory. Uh, and they did nothing but Mud Crutch songs. There were yeah. no uh, yeah. Heartbreaker songs. I remember that, yeah. yeah. And um, it was not that warmly received <laughs> yeah. because there was no Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker stuff. Totally stunk. Right. Bono didn't like it. No, I hated oh. it. Thought they'd do some Petty. But they do wanted the hits. <laughs> they wanted to do it for them, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, I get it. Yeah. 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 Do it for yourself alone. And then finally. <laughs> Uh, 50 years ago today, Led Zeppelin's fifth album, The Beloved Houses of the Holy, was released in North America. Uh, it went on to hit number one the following May uh, the 12th and held on the top spot for two weeks. And all the albums stayed in the top 10 of the Billboard 200 albums chart for 14 weeks. Um, and it uh, spurned a bunch of great songs. The song remains the same. Rain Song, Over the Hills and Far Away, The Crunge. Dancing Days, uh, Jamaica, No Quarter, and The Ocean, uh, to name a few. That's how the British say Jamaica. Jamaica. And that is what I have in music news. All right, we have one final break to take. We're going to do it. We'll come back in a second. You're going to need that letter. Really cool Word of the Week prize, and we'll get it for you when we return. Stay with us. 
It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. the air every Wednesday at 630 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Jet on 93.3 WMMR. Are you going to be my girl? Are you? I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe you're going to be that guy's girl. you be my mommy? Yeah, that's that what we can do. Okay. We can pat you the line. It is. <laughs> you it have is, a kiss for daddy? It's... <laughs> <laughs> 1031. I'm sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> when he looks at the kiss, like, he's like, oh, so it's so, that way. Right. So oh, my family. God. <laughs> Have a kiss for daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, ten thirty-one, and we are wrapping up today's program. I would like to thank uh, Jersey Mike's for giving us yeah, all the great yeah, food yeah. this morning yes. and the giveaways to give to you. And don't forget that tomorrow, 100% of their proceeds will go to Alex's Lemonade Stand for their month of giving. Go to jerseymikes.com for information. Thank you, the Radner location, for sending us all the, the sandwiches. They have the, the, the box with the sandwich, and yeah. they include uh, chips and a cookie. Um, and thank you to uh, Cola Bikini from Ted Lasso. Yeah. Isaac, super nice guy. And uh, great to have him on this morning and happy that that show is back. Uh, and thank you to Kathy Romano for my cleaning tips. Today. <laughs> oh. My tips, it worked out wonderfully. <laughs> so you, you are the guru, without question. All right, we need to do a letter of the day. Is that going to fall to you, Case? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. H as in, hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. All right. Uh, We are going to give away, by the way, on Friday, a pair of 2023-24 winter season passes for Montage Mountain, home of the Preston Steve Cardboard Classic included. With each pass, you can enjoy, uh, you get the first tracks on weekends and holidays. Cool. Uh, that's an hour prior to the public that you get to go on. That's great. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, tickets to Mountain Fest 2024, 10% discounts, a montage mountain food offerings, and much more. Season passes are on sale now for the lowest price offered for uh, next winter with plans available. Uh, price goes up on April 2nd. So visit montagemountainresorts.com uh, to get yours today at that price. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, we have to, it's Tuesday and we got to give away our Tattoosday. Yes. $350 gift certificate for floating rail tattoo and piercing goes to Lorraine Matissa. Who's from Hamilton, New Jersey. And Lorraine, congratulations to you. You get to pick out your President and Steve Show themed tattoo. Don't forget that. Uh, our friends at uh, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, for artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Uh, thank you to the sponsors this morning. President and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, President and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors. 
and uh, Family and Company Jewelers. Getting engaged, get her the perfect engagement ring from Family and Company, South Jersey's Diamond Destination. Uh, tomorrow on the program, uh, we go live on Fox Good Day. Belinda Carlisle will be joining us. Kathy. And- <laughs> That's right. You can sing for her. I don't know about that, but and uh, Danielle Rawlings, and we'll see what else we can get into. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two bat two bat bat ba do.